This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hi. My openings aren't as good as Fusion, but here we are. This is Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Zanidra. And today I have my two lovely friends, Aldino, the totally tubular Aldino, and the really radical rook Ooh, that one had like complete alliteration are we doing like a 90s grunge episode like or like 90s tv show Mm -hmm. episode what's happening i just decided (laughs) (laughs) and we also have our guest the lovely rin thank you for joining us hey Hey. oh my god right on theme Uh, i'm a hero (laughs) and that's it that's the show that's it it. amazing and we're done we'll see you later That's all we prepared for today. Yep. But no, I'm kidding. We got a lot more to go, like a whole lot. All right. We got, we got a little bit of news, as we normally do. We got the, you know, the live letter from the producer live. Oh, my gosh. I don't know the real number. LXX3. Uh, 73. Those are letters. Yeah. Yeah. That's 50, 50, 10, 10, 70, 1, 1, 1, 3. Awesome. That's how we do Roman numerals. Look, that's... my name has Roman numerals in it, so I got to know. <laughs> Uh, that is set for October 7th, 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. PDT, which is yep. a different time. Um, yeah. And it is going to be during the next 14-hour broadcast, which I assume starts significantly before that. It's about an hour before, I think. No, um, not significantly before. Yeah, not too much. Yeah, it's like prime time, almost. Um, but yeah, they're going to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Like there's uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi talking to Yoshi. I can't wait for that. That's at the end. So like the next morning. But yeah, that live letter. Oh, I, I can't wait to hear what they talk about in it. <laughs> Give us Criterion information. Yes, please. Yes, I can't wait, please. Probably more apologies also. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a little bit of that, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And uh, as far as I know, that's really it as far as news. Yeah. Anybody else seen anything else on that there's some, super highway? There's some merch. Merch, but, new merch, yeah. yeah. The Elpis flower. It. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful, but it costs just as much to ship it as it does to buy it. <laughs> it's way too expensive. I had that thing in my cart. It was there. I was like, I have to get this fast. It's going to sell out. Oh, my God. $45, which in my mind is a stretch to begin with for a plastic mm-hmm. flower that lights up. But I was going to do it. And then they were yeah. like, okay, with shipping, this is $70. And I was like, no. No, it I isn't. Can't. You can keep this. <laughs> Goodbye. The paladin jacket was a lot more. Oh yeah, mm, that it's paladin. Good, I liked the jacket. I will like it when it comes in. Oh yeah, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Uh, of course. Of course. Don't be ashamed. It's the to. best part about paladin all expansion. Fair. Fair. I mean, I like the magic swords. Can I advocate at least for swords on swords on swords, which I'm into? But yeah. the rest, yeah, fair. <laughs> if they had like a little cube, right? That was like a like a nightlight, and it just did the animations of the blade of faith, truth, yeah. and valor. That'd, That'd be, be cool. And then we could hack it to do ones that we actually care about. <laughs> I Didn't you care just say about it? it? I care about it. I did. Wow, we're gonna be like, spicy today, people. Yeah, no, I'm. I hope so. Yes, we will. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, then let's. Honestly, let's let's do this. Let's get right into the stuff. Yeah, but right before we do, though, I do want to say, Ren, we're so happy that you could join us. Um, of course, like absolutely, uh, 
uh, at the end we'll have a moment like we pitch everything in the whole world but for anybody who doesn't know Rin Kargani um, who's here with us today awesome it's been so fun getting to have the chance to cast with you when we've been doing uh, Wolves League stuff but also just yeah. to be on stream teams with you and to have known you so long in the space um, Rin do you want to just share really fast a little bit about the kind of things that you do on Twitch as we get ready to go into this full-on balance discussion sure hi I'm Rin uh, I like to play Final Fantasy 14 online I like to teach Savage at Ultimate Raids. Uh, we take part of progression when it comes out at first, and then optimization throughout the tiers. Uh, you might find me on the balance as a mentor for tanks. I teach Gunbreaker to people, uh, and we have a really good time. Sometimes we branch out and do some variety games to the community, uh, but for the most part, like... Like Rook was saying, we also do like shoutcasting on PvP and stuff, which has been an absolute blast. Uh, PvP can be a lot of fun if you give it a try. But that's not today's show. We're talking about job balance in the game, and we have a lot of things to talk about because we care a lot about really all ends of the game. This affects mm -hmm. players in the in the casual mindset and the hardcore mindset and everything in between. Indeed. Exactly. Indeed. I'm going to do something unprecedented. It's not really unprecedented uh -huh. at all. I'm going to say, hey, Charles. Yeah. This is your outline. You want to walk yeah. us through it? No, I've never seen it before. So, <laughs> what we're going to start with is the developer communication we've gotten recently. So, we got the raid tier, which was, uh, everybody said it was a mistake and we never should have done it. So, that's fine. Oh. It's going well. No, I'm kidding. It's a great raid tier. There's some fun fights. But there was a little tiny bit of a problem in P8S that they wanted to tell us about. So, with patch 6.21, we got... Uh, what, the second HP nerf in the history of the game, I believe, that we know of? Oh, like Vortex or was before? Yeah, yeah, one where it was right at the beginning because there was an issue versus yeah. like later on down the line where they're like, eh, this isn't really content anymore. We'll make it easier. Right. So so what happened here, or the explanation from uh, the devs, was that they were testing it out, they were balancing it, and in, I'll, I'll just talk about what they said in this first one so that we can go through the whole kind of reaction. So in this first one, they just said, hey, it was about 1% too high. We've adjusted that. We're sorry. You know, these things happen. But they kind of said, uh, our testing team got too good. And a lot of people in the community took that as, you guys aren't as good as we are. That's not, a, that's not at all what they were talking about. Like, that was that immediate response. And, you know, most people were like, no, be reasonable. That's not what they're saying. But that came out first. So it kind of felt weird. I don't know. Did you guys see any of that reaction or feel yeah. it in your community? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, it's been a long running thing in games, right? That the way that developers play the game is different than we as players play it, right? This is just a thing mm -hmm. that forever will be the truth because developers are working on many things outside of actually sitting down and playing. So when it comes to, you know, this kind of discussion about like, our team got really good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this is just that they are, even the testing teams and the QA teams that help support this, right? Um, over the course of their work, they test out many, many different things. They are not just dedicated to optimization of endgame like certain players right. may be. They are not just dedicated to any one thing, but as is the nature of a lot of stuff over time, as you raid or do this kind of content with anybody and get familiar with the game, your skill ceiling, you know, goes. Like, you, you yeah, grow in your yeah. skill. So the idea, I think, here was that the normal percentages that they usually adjust to add onto based off of the testing of their own teams is usually a little bit higher because they know that with dedicated raiders, it's going to mm. bring it up, right? And so they're going to yeah. have to add more. But because their team got so good at the game, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
this time that added percentage actually wasn't quite accurate and as we saw with things like the race to worlds first there were actually certain comps and teams that literally weren't able to clear like they made yeah. one switch to a different job and they were able to hit some of the dps checks that they needed which yeah, and I we think, did it yeah yeah, yeah. We, we had we had todd <laughs> learn a job overnight and play it for the first time at half proficiency and yeah. do better than a job he had been playing for years yeah so when this first came out, you know, people were like, what are they even talking about? And we also got some uh, adjustments. So people were like, okay, well, here we go. They saw that. They fixed the 1%. That's fine. We don't even care about that. That's okay. Gear would get rid of that. Where are the buffs? And then we see Paladin and Warrior. And that's it. And Machinists everywhere were sad. But these were okay buffs, I do believe. Just um, Machinists? <laughs> well, yeah, there are quite a few sad people, yes. Yeah, but uh, at least with machinists, you can count the mains on one hand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ouch. Ouch. It's so that sad. cut to the quick. Oh, jeez. Inks were just a lot more vocal because there were more yeah. of them in the community, right? You have Xeno alone. But mm -hmm. how many how many content creators did you see that main tank and swapped off of Warrior that were very loud? Very yes. loud about it. A lot of DPS are used to flexing, right? Between mm -hmm. something like summoners and red mages, or you have melees that can change between their jobs. But when it comes to tanks, you find some players who play everything, but some who only want to play one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, they honestly, they have less options, right, as well. I mean, it's a smaller category. And mm -hmm. then when you're looking at things like uh, DPS as well, I mean, Machinist, if we're thinking about this, with it being ranged to DPS, that category in and of itself is kind of a weird niche thing right now. So, like... <sighs> Versus having, you know, is every group going to be trying to bring in a machinist? Is every group, if they're already running a dancer, if they're already running something else, are they really going to be trying to push for that? Versus the fact that every single party comp has to have tanks, and there's a smaller amount of them. And like you were saying, Ren, I think there are some very vocal players in the community mm -hmm. because it is, again, like there's less options across the board. And you kind of want a sense of being able to bring in different tanks to address different issues, <laughs> which is not quite yeah. the case. And I mean, a lot of people are struggling with that. My partner, um, it plays Paladin, loves Paladin. Yeah. So all the comments at the start of the stream really <laughs> personal hurts, but uh, not inaccurate. I love them. But I know. <laughs> a lot of the reasons you would bring a Paladin is what? They can heal the party if a healer mm -hmm. goes down. They have an extra party mitigation. They have one less personal mitt. Warriors have home gang up more often and can heal, but none of that matters when you're on the final floor of a fight mm -hmm. because it's tuned for anybody to be able to tank it. So then you just bring whatever does the most damage. And exactly. unfortunately, the numbers... I mean, there's, there's a number of factors, right? We had tombstones for the first time yep. available. We don't know what tombstone pieces the devs took. Mm -hmm. We have two-minute burst meta, and the dev team's going to be able to optimize quicker in a meta where you can't really change things out, as opposed to last expansion, you'd have things where it's like, well, I didn't expect these jobs to burst like this. They did something the dev team didn't consider, because we can. Mm. Yep. So often. <laughs> yeah, and we'll definitely get into that some more. So we got, you know, 6.21, some communication. There was a lot of people in the community who looked at the uh, kind of job guide where they give the explanation of why, and there was some, like, just confusion, just big confusion in the community. And a lot of people put out videos right after that. And we got the not unprecedented because Yoshi P always talks to us, which is great. This is good stuff. Like getting them to respond to us from these questions is great. So in that response, he goes into some details about the testing team and how they usually do this. And yes, as we kind of talked about before and we all thought, they play it 
they do it, and I definitely want to talk about this, they do not do it in God mode anymore. They don't use debug commands anymore. There was a little bit of a misconception that they were still doing that. They stopped that after Gordius because they found out that that was a bad idea. And they learned, and they what? got better. Exactly, right? This is what we all do. How could that be a bad idea? Uh, it's well, like it you wouldn't know. give you a real perception of how the fight goes. Coincidentally, yeah. Midas being the tier where they did nerf something's HP. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also to fix bugs that would just wipe you in a fight. Oh, man. That tier was so much fun. But they kind of go into their methodology, and they say that they always do it this way, in that they beat it, they figure out how much damage they do, and then they go, well, people are better than us, so let's just adjust it a little bit to give them that, as they say, skin of the teeth victory in the initial week, which is, that's important, right? Well, you want to feel Screen that. fades to black and the boss dies? Yes. It goes yes. from just so excitement, like... <laughs> the nerd screams. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's such a precise thing, right? To have something that feels hard enough that, like you really feel that sense of accomplishment, that skin of the teeth, right? Like by the skin yeah. of our teeth, like we're going to just do this. We're going to pull this off, especially for race to world first or like week one clears. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is such a difficult thing to fine tune. And yeah, this time it, it, it did not tune so good. <laughs> yeah. And you know, this brought up a question. Um, what, what comp do you think they were using? Like they said that they tested a lot of compositions, but there's a lot of reaction in the community saying they could not have possibly tested a warrior paladin Machinist Reaper, um, what else? Uh, Red Mage. I don't know. That sort of comp? No, unless they're just better than us. Yeah. Like, there's almost <laughs> no way. Better. So, no. th this gets into the... There's so many jobs. And it's so hard to get every comp. But from this response and kind of how the mechanics look, it really seems like they're in this... Like, we are double melee meta. And it's kind of implicit, right? Like... It's just the way that it is. So there's some problems with that. There's a lot of videos out there talking about that. But we're going to get into it a little bit more after this. But we also heard from Yoshi P another confirmation that the way that they balance these jobs are by utility, right? Yes. How much utility do you have? Do you have a raise? Do you buff? But also the overall difficulty of the rotation and the job which really does confirm things like people always say, well, summoner is easy, so it shouldn't do damage. Machinist is easy, ranged are easier. And they have this idea as well. So that kind of reverberated through the community. What do you guys think about that? The kind of, we'll get a little bit more into it, but first glance when you read that, how did you feel about that? Any immediate reaction? <laughs> You know, since Rin's taking a little bite, I think, to maybe get up energy for yeah. this discussion, you know, I'll jump in. Um, I, this is really hard. Uh, mm -hmm. I talk about this all the time, and I'm not even somebody who naturally, like, when I approach endgame rating, I am not mm -hmm. always the, like, the first pure numerical kind sure. of raider, right? Like, I like trying different things. I like trying different classes. I have ones that are tried and true that I enjoy. I'm not always the person that is in these discussions, the like absolute meta stickler, you know, like I, I like to kind of experiment with this, but I have to say that while there are so many ways you can play the classes in this game and in most content, this doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. You can still clear most things. At the same time, I think, we kind of all are at a point in the community where we're a little bit tired of being taxed for things that sometimes, in my opinion, don't even really play that big of a role mm -hmm. in 
anything. Like the amount of our utility, the amount of range of buffs when you compare to other games that have support as a category, or even like Final Fantasy XI, right? Really, over time in 14, utility has gone down and down and down mm. to the point where we're basically just at things that are the equivalent of a straight up damage boost for your team or <laughs> things that sometimes have niche situational uses, uses, but like not even as applicably as we used to have with things like the Astrologian cards, right? It's like mm -hmm. utility could be, I guess, anything you consider from a faint skill to, you know, those things that provide some kind of aid to your team. Dancer's Shield, I guess you could also consider mm -hmm. a utility. But we're not looking at a game that has built its design around a series of buffs, right? It, it's not all these different buffs that play a role in certain no. bosses where you have to do this or do that or put this on or this helps or recoup mana or like... So it, it's something where, to me, these taxes, the mobility of ranged, for example, when, as many people have said specifically, this tier, we have some of the biggest hitboxes and almost full melee uptime. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that, don't you? Yeah, worry? like, but the idea for me about this tax almost feels so antiquated, mm -hmm. because unless you're going to be designing fights that make that tax a valuable cost to pay then to me, these classes should not have to be paying for something. But then that leads us straight to, well, then are we going to homogenize them all to do the exact same thing? Mm -hmm. So it's I, I didn't feel great about this, per se. I don't know about everybody else. What do you all think? I feel... So just now, having mm -hmm. been asked this question, I realized the way I feel um, being that range support... Yeah. Uh, defeated honestly <laughs> uh i i realized that i've just sort of accepted it it's the way it is and if i don't get mad at it then i won't be sad about my job mm -hmm. um something well, that you said where, where is where is everybody in this savage tier sure uh, uh we are all in the same the static boss. actually yeah <laughs> yeah so we beat okay. p7s last week and we're on the gate boss now yeah. okay and you're the, you're the phase ranged right yes yeah sure. so how much responsibility do you have? Like, do you feel like you have a lot more no. responsibility than everyone else in the group? No, and I miss that. Do you think that. you should? Yes, I do. I honestly do. Uh, I super miss that about Coil. That freaking yeah. Avatar fight where you specifically had that um, tether you had to go in and get. You be there. You get that tether. You get the hell out of Dodge. I, I love that sort of stuff about his range. I was also going to say, um, in response to something Rook said, we used to have more buffs. We had uh, Minuet, because all, mm -hmm. all that was there at the time was Bard. We had Minuet. We had, um, it started as Mage's Ballad, turned into mm -hmm. Refresh. We, we gave magic. They've actually changed whole systems in the game so that everybody has 10k MP, and mm -hmm. you don't need Mage's Ballad anymore. But I miss that. I miss yeah. having that you at the right TP, time. You gave mana. You gave yes. a 10% physical reduction on a tank if you chose them with Palisade. Yep. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of things you had. Hypercharge was a buff oh, for the so party. Good. Yes. All, all these things <laughs> are gone or, or not useful. They've like marginalized yeah. them entirely. And it's it it's sad because I... I love to play physical range. I love being mm. the person who's like, ah, shit, shit's hitting the fan. Here's yeah. something that might save us. And all I have yeah. right now is like, uh, Curing Waltz. Shields on. Yeah, Curing mm. Waltz. Curing Waltz is like, oh, well, you know, your HP's a little low. Here's a, uh, did that help? No, okay, sorry. And I'm of trying. course, Machinist has... Nothing. The one that so, does a on. damage reduction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, There's I mean, it's... It's so they, they, they pigeonhole themselves, though, right? Yeah. Because yeah. for those of you who are newer players, you might not know this, but back mm -hmm. in Stormblood, there was no 1% per role that you brought. 
Exactly. You could bring four melee if you wanted. You're not going to get an int buff, but you're not going to have a caster, so you don't need an int buff. Um, and then they introduced requiring 1% of everything, so now they're in a situation where you can actually bring one less fizz ranged and still do more damage as a team than your 1% that was provided, right? And that sucks. Yeah, That sucks real bad, because the fourth slot, like you were saying before, tanks... If you want to bring a warrior, that's fine. You don't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But if you want to bring a machinist, well, is the machinist competing with the bard and the dancer, or is the machinist competing for the fourth slot with a samurai? Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. There's no too, contest. Because no it used to be you could bring two fizz range, specifically if one was machinist, and it was better than other party comps. And now mm-hmm, so. machinist is just. Bleh. And I mean, all of this makes me think of uh, I used to main astrologian, mm-hmm. and I'm one of the people who, although I. F- fully, fully, fully acknowledge why they made the shift that they did with Astrologian. And again, I think in many cases and in different iterations of it, it became more accessible for certain players. I think that the, yes, the actual meta player base and and or, uh, you know, meta gaming community as well will always gravitate uh, gravitate towards things like just raw DPS Mm -hmm. upage as far as buffs go. But one of the things that I loved about the initial design and the reason that, especially in Stormblood, I had so much fun playing that class was because to me, it was a situational buffer, right? Like, yeah. depending on how you distributed those cards, whether you made one really potent because you knew a burst window was coming up for somebody and you wanted them to just absolutely nail it. Or, uh, you know, you uh, had everybody go down and we had casters or whoever that needed mana, so you'd put that mana out to the whole party. Or you had one little squishy tank who was in, like, the absolute bare minimum gear on some dungeon, (laughs) and you're just funneling bowls on them as much as you can because they get hit with anything, and it just destroys their health. In theory, I loved the concept of that kind of buffer class. Of course, did they find the tuning in it? Did they figure out how to make content to adjust around that and then continue to expand something like a support category or a flex healer support or no? And because of that, I understand why they went the way that they did. But we have seen this, yeah, like I think narrowed down Mm -hmm. so many facets. I was just talking recently about how I think Destiny 2 of all games has actually started to nail something like the feel of a ranged physical taking advantage of um, mechanical abilities. Mm -hmm. And um, for example, in some of the Destiny 2 raids or dungeons, right? So when we're thinking about how do you really optimize the usage or create a niche role for something like having high mobility and give it value, I think immediately about these Destiny 2 challenges where you have these things where like some enemy you kill drops this exploding debuff. So you as a ranged have to like run into it grab that it goes on you and a timer starts another ranged then has to go with you who has taken a different buff from elsewhere in the arena that allows them to interact with these like air shoot doors essentially <laughs> so like they run over they hit that air shoot door you with the debuff go inside you stand there they hit you a second time with one of their like ranged abilities and then because you're targetable at that point and mm-hmm. then that knocks the debuff off of you you run out they slam that air shoot and it vents out the debuff out of the arena nice. that's the kind of thing that to me is like a mobility based challenge mm-hmm. right because you're ju- like juggling the timing you're trying to keep uptime if that's a consideration you're trying to go through through all of this but we just don't have that in 14 right. you know i mean we <laughs> did it times but not now yeah. <laughs> we'll miss it. you know the Ooh, next bit is of... probably the closest we got oh, to yeah. that or i i guess midas with a7s where you can kind of manipulate the prisons yeah um, but like the gobwalker was probably the most innovative thing they had done in a raid 
Yeah, but we all people hated, hated it. it. <laughs> I I was my static leader at the time. I chose to be the Gobwalker. I enjoyed it every week. <laughs> it was different. It was a break. Yeah. I, you know, I was summoner, so I was uh, blasting AoE. That's what I, that was my yeah. job at that point. I was a dragoon. <laughs> In fact, my static actually vetoed me to level ninja just to get out of the gobwalker halfway through, give them a goad, and get back in. Oh, yep. I, yep, goad. Oh, my goodness. I had forgotten about goad. Oh, man. But, you know, this kind of segues into the community response from all of this. So we talked about kind of some of what we're feeling. We're going to get deeper into it. But after this, we talked a little bit about that first week job woes people who were trying to clear right then had the switch around. And we talked about it a little bit, but have you seen, uh, in, in, in your experience, any people dropping off because of it? Because I've seen a couple of people say, this is it, I'm done. Like, as soon as I- You mean, like, this, not play the game anymore? Yeah, not, not raid anymore, at the very least. Yep. Yeah. I know people have entirely quit the game. Right. And, In you fact, know, one of my static members, when we finished, said, this killed any love I had for the game left, I'm done. Bye. It's- and, you know, you oh, say that no. and, and people go, well, it's just a 1% nerf. And this is why we're going to this level, because, yes, it was a 1% nerf, but we're going to get into the underlying issues. But I, I have heard that a lot, too. Um, you know, I'm not hardcore anymore. I used to world first back in the day in other games. I don't do it anymore. But I try and stay in that community. And I've just heard so many people from tanks who had to switch to range DPS who are like, this sucks, to casters who are like, well... What am I even doing? You know, like, wow, I don't do any damage comparatively, especially some black mages are very upset as well because they can't get to those levels that they used to be able to. Um, so it's a little bit bigger than it seems. And <laughs> I mean, casters, mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but my sure. perception is casters get a spot in parties now because there's not enough room around the boss for another to. melee. Yeah. <laughs> and the and of yeah. course, the buff. Yeah, or you bring you bring a caster because there are mechanics like take the EX4 Barbariccia or Proto Carbuncle, for example. There are situations where strategies are made that put both healers together. You lose one, you lose both. You're gonna want to have a caster that can res. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want an entire category of DPS class to just be. Oh, well, sometimes I guess we need a res, right. <laughs> especially like... especially not when their goal is to remove res from summoner. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. At that point, why are you going to have one? Yeah, why? For what reason? At that point, if if they don't do Pokemon. the same damage, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can yeah. I can spin through my crayons very quickly. Uh, I mean, I think there's something to be said about fourteen. I think oftentimes nails its class fantasy. I mm -hmm. mean, the animations, the graphic, the feel. I mean, even with this PvP rework. I oh, yeah. actually even loved how they pushed the unique concepts designs, even more so than I think I like some of the design and PvE content right now. Yeah. But, I mean, they nail it. But the problem is, is that you can't just have the flash of fantasy. You have to also then be actually able to live the fantasy of that class. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're playing, I mean, Paladin comes to mind just because I've been watching every night that we go into raid, <laughs> my poor partner, pull up on, you know, various websites, the, the lists where it's like, uh, Paladin is C tier. Paladin <laughs> is 
It's like, you know, like, why even bring Mid. Paladin? And it's like, what is the fantasy of that class? I mean, to be a caster, healer, holy defensive knight kind of thing, right? Where you would be providing that defensive quality to your team. You would be this the savior, in a sense, that kind of holy mm -hmm. defender. Um, although knight is actually the translation, which has been a big confusion thing yeah. with those with the paladin aspect in more Western MMOs Knights and things protect. like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. But so, for, for many years, it was the squishiest tank too. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And then people would start the game and get confused. Like, but I have a shield. Mm. Yes. Yes. So it's like. only works sometimes. The cohesion of that fantasy doesn't come to full fruition in content like yeah. this, let alone um, when you're actually looking at things like this numerically. And you're looking at these fights, and you're looking at players who love a class. Poor, poor Al, do you know, who's played Summoner <laughs> since the very beginning. <laughs> or, you know, people say in the chat right now, like, I had an I think Summoner was great in Heavensward, though. It was awesome in Heavensward. Yeah. It was super fun. And even, you know, Eden, it was kind of maybe a little overtuned, but it was fun, right? It was fun to uh, optimize. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> agree. Like... We're we're not the most hardcore raid group, so when I hear Bebop uh, like, ah, oh, should I switch off Paladin? It's like you love Paladin. If you, you want to play Paladin, play Paladin. But mm -hmm. not every group is like that. And in a, a group where you're trying to beat the the tier in the first like two days, yeah, bye bye Paladin. Mm -hmm. Or or you have casual groups who are like, but but Twitter said that we can't mm -hmm. have these comps, so now you have to change. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that hatred, that vitriol, I mean, it takes something that you love, that you feel a strong connection to, that you know might have a fantasy that you relate to. And then it does turn it into something where I think a lot of times people, I don't know, perceive this kind of reaction, like I'm quitting the game as mm -hmm. like grown up adult uh, temper tantrums yes. about something in a game that you don't sure. like. And sure, for some people, that's very true. I yeah. think some people are highly reactive and they really do have a level of vitriol that is like, you need to calm down and reconsider. But... Really, when it comes down to it, I mean, many people who are endgame players, this is a journey that they take over the course of all the years they play this game. The classes exactly. that they play may have great meaning to them. You might have a long history with them. Of course, you're probably going to flex at some point, play something, mm -hmm. try something. But nobody wants to be in this position where you feel like you are constantly the one that is letting down the team just because of wanting to play a yeah. class that you love and that means something to you and you know when we have these kind of numerical issues i think it does lead to this real growing sense of dissatisfaction and unhappiness right. that leads people to quit and it it's also a... really screws over players who are legitimately very good at those jobs uh people mm -hmm. in chat have been saying uh party finder has just locked out certain jobs you yep. might get Absolutely. the very best red mage in the world like no really i can do this you will not be dissatisfied with what yeah. i can do and they're like no 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 and even and then these... there is a skill ceiling well not even a skill yeah. ceiling it's just like your damage ceiling you yeah. could be the best red mage and it might not matter and these these perception issues trickle down through the entire community like one of the few things that ever actually trickled down that's not a political take um, <laughs> but from the hardcore right so we were talking about people having to switch but one of the one of the ripple effects that has been talked about in the community a little bit is we hit that once now world firsters want to win right that's the that's why you're doing it now are we going to see more split runs? Are people going to gather more gear than we normally used to need just to make sure that we feel safe? What do you think? You know, as as the resident, uh, you know, hardcore here, <laughs> what do you think? Is that a, a fair assumption? Well, we, we had the precarious situation where we had an emergency and lost two days of prog. Right. 
And so we used those two days. We grabbed one of our crafters in the community and taught them the fights. And we did split runs to catch another DPS up to catch on that fourth fight check. Because we got there and we were like, oh, we have we have summon a red mage and we have a warrior. And this all sucks. Yeah. Um, so we ran, we ran double cast. We did not run double melee. Normally that's a safe thing in, in Prague because uptime's not easy. Yeah. But, and, and keep in mind when we're saying uptime is easy, we mean melee uptime, right? Melee uptime is free this tier, but caster uptime sucks. We had, when, when we had, when we had our summoner switch to black mage, he suddenly started complaining a lot and they were like, well, this sucks. And I'm like, well, Let's see what we can do to help you out, right? But then it's like, oh, well, it's too much work. Let's just make them lose the casts, right? But people don't think about that for melees. You, like, get them what you can. So that yeah. becomes its own problem. Then we had we had our training arc for Todd, where he went from warrior to dark knight <laughs> overnight. And literally, all we did, he looked up an opener. We got a party together. We went into P1 from last year. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, do the opener. He's like, you don't want to hit a dummy? I'm like, no, well, you're going to be pulling a boss. And this is about the size <laughs> of the hitbox anyways. Pull the boss. Did the opener, wiped it, do it again, do it again, do it again. Did that for about an hour, had the opener down, then went in the next day, scuffed a couple of things, missed some TBNs, but instantly it was like 500 DPS higher than Warrior. Yeah. And so and he was he was playing Warrior correct well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's another thing too. Dark Knight has two oblations and a TBN, so you're going to be able to keep more party members alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, their invuln just heals himself back up to full if they need it. Their mitigation covers multiple hits instead of just shake it off's one. Like, Dark Knight is just like the play right now. Dark Knight Gunbreaker. That's why I went Dark Knight for DSR as well. And that's another situation where like composition definitely mattered. Right. Because if you didn't bring certain jobs for mitigation, you're going into the final phase. Then you suddenly need to be like, all right, well, White Mage needs to use their two personals on these two DPS. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mitigate this person. <laughs> that tank's going to mitigate that person. And then we live. And then you yeah. find you get through it and you hit the AOE on Dragon King Thor. And everybody's got like 200 HP. And you're like, holy shit, we did it. We made it. Um, but that, that kind of thing matters when you're like racing right but the problem is then people watch these races and they're like well that's the comp we need Mm -hmm. and sometimes people just play a job because you want to play a job like i played gunbreaker this year because i just wanted to play gunbreaker i should have played dark knight but i just wanted to play gunbreaker Mm -hmm. and then we ended up with gunbreaker dark knight anyway so it worked out we had a swap from summoner to black mage and then everything became a little bit easier but the split clears to go back on point i definitely think is something to look towards in the future if they're going to keep this type of tuning but i really don't think it's going to happen again i think square is probably like holy hell we're losing people let's not ever do this again right like we're already going to get criterion savage we're going to get another ultimate so like raiders are going to want for nothing right Mm -hmm. so Make it more accessible. And it, if you were to ask me, I think this tier probably should have been the same difficulty or easier than the last tier if this one is tied to accessing Criterion's yeah. content faster, accessing the new Ultimate. Like, this is going to be tied to so many facets that it really shouldn't have been as difficult as it was. So, the, the HP nerf, we had the check without mm-hmm. it. So, our team was disappointed when they just like shadow nerfed it. And we're like, yeah. There was no heads up. We literally took the Monday night off beforehand because we're like, nothing's going to change. Let's just come in Tuesday. Somebody had somebody was co- had COVID. Somebody else was sick. So like, whatever, take the night off. We all would have pushed if that if we knew yeah. it was coming. Mm, um, yeah. But I, so- I think the, I think the nerf was good because I've been doing a lot of Party Finder and they need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's 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 always going to be that that second level that inherits all these 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 issues and then suffers the worst, right? Because there, they don't have the mechanical and and rotational savvy to push that hard. So you are pushed towards the meta to cover up those 
you know, deficiencies. So, and it was so yeah. many, like you're locked to this job, that job. It mm -hmm. was so weird opening up a party finder. It's like one out of eight players, right? But like six of the other jobs are already set to specific things. And you're like, yeah. wow. And item level. Right. Yeah. So like party finder went both ways. You're like, okay, well, if you're like six, 14 or higher, you'll be fine. Whatever you take. But then they're like, nah, six, 18 and Metacomp. Yeah. We're not taking mm -hmm. chances. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, this was so interesting. And Aldi, you know, I actually thought it was funny that you brought up splits in conjunction with this. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like, we're all saying like we're seeing, right. Gosh, I remember when they removed stuff like the synergy between classes, because as they said, we don't oh, want yeah. anybody to like, be Piercing locked buff. out because of these you know these combos. like dragoon was a hard lock you needed yep. it right yes right and in many ways like i agree with that but at the same time have we lost out on some of that interesting comp or things that work well or how you have unique buffs or whatever yeah for mm -hmm. sure but it was interesting to me that you brought up the concept of splits because i had actually never encountered splits until mm -hmm. i was uh casting for world of warcraft yeah. race to world first yeah. and i was watching the extreme evolution Sorry. of splits in a game, which was beyond comprehension to me. I mean, <laughs> many of these guilds. So, okay, let me let me just run this down in case anybody has no idea what we're talking about and like what this yeah. means. Because Rin was talking about the fact that in Party Finder, right, we're having these like eye level lockouts. We're having mm -hmm. these other you know modifiers, specific set classes, all this kind of stuff, right? With that. Um, from my perception of how I was seeing splits, the idea is, is that if you have this headway for getting gear before the tier releases, right? Um, in a game like WoW, for example, they run these split runs all the time where you go in and like people on your team try to fish the drops that they need from whatever it is to get this potency. Now, mm. in World of Warcraft, it's even worse because you don't have like the equivalent of these totems and other things. So yeah. it is like a fully RNG drop as to whether or not somebody gets a piece. And because they are, again, kind of that like lockout, weekly lockout, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what they do is they either make a million all accounts or they pay people money to come mm -hmm. in and try to get the drop for a specific class and what i was hearing behind the scenes because wow's race to world first is a very different level production yes there are i mean massive sponsors all kinds of things that come in for this it's like an esports thing in and of itself some of these groups were telling me like our funds like half of our funds are just to pay people to try and get the mm -hmm. gear that we need just to have the the, the highest best gear for when we do race to world first when this releases in a week, right? Yeah. So when we're talking about how these splits, like, are we going to see something like splits actually playing a role in race to world first or early prog? I, we already are in a yeah. way. Is it going to be the same as in WoW? No. But yes, as we're seeing here, although now we're several weeks out, people are literally saying, if you want to do this group with us, you have to have whatever mm -hmm. drops. You have to have the highest level. You have to have this kind of stuff, right? There were a few so, groups doing four alts. Mm -hmm. that's gross it, it so you have to run so every turn four times a week it, there's there's going to be another level to it of course right the ability to consistently re-clear the early floors mm -hmm. some of them are a pain in the ass and you'll get through the first three floors and then reddit and party finder will have found out things you didn't know to get through mm -hmm. mechanics so that you can make the re-clears easier but what are you going to do struggle a second time for the chance that maybe you need it mm. exactly. like that that comes down to it too and it's like well, what and then what happens if people are like, well, I can only get like two days off for PTO, 
and that's been the nice charm about Final Fantasy's Race to World First, yeah. right? Is it doesn't take a very long time. So now you're like, what are you going to do? Are we going to just do the two days and whatever we get? But if and then and then it, it's going to and I already know this causes arguments because I've already heard about it. People start fighting where it's like, well, you're wasting our time by not doing splits. Well, you're mm-hmm. wasting our time by doing splits, and then you just don't know at the end of the day what it's going to come down to. And this is the first time it's happened. It's kind of a problem. Yeah, you were actually. It's- I forget what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was when we were actually talking about Ultimate and uh, how just like two months ago, splits were barely a thing in this game and suddenly they are. Mm-hmm. I it, mean, one thing I... Oh, sorry, really fast. Oh, one no, thing Tony, I did to try and counter that was to not balance it around the absolute full set possible best eye level mm-hmm. you could have. Um, of course, that led to some discussions about then does that make certain parts of the raids too easy because you not you're not accounting for the other gear pieces. As was mentioned in chat, and as Joe I think had mentioned a few times, apparently they did say that they were running it only for their testing and crafted gear sets. Yes. So, I mean, on one hand, I think that helps ease some of the pressure of splits, but will the community automatically go there anyway? Absolutely. <laughs> you need that. You need that. Uh, uh, that feeling that okay, I have prepared myself. This is something that. Zen and Rook, you know this. I am literally insane about preparation for raid because of WoW, because of Wildstar. You gotta, you have to prepare. You have, you had to do splits. You had to have alts. You had to do all that sort of stuff. And it feels horribly when you're in that mindset to feel like, well, there's another step that I have to do now. Oh, shit. Okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna make that happen too? You know, well, how many like, people come back to the tier and they're like, yeah, I haven't played in like three months and let's go do this. And then you sh- you're going to show up into P5S and they're going to have I-600 gear from last year. Yeah. And you're like, you can't actually use that. You got to go get new stuff. Well, I don't have money. Yeah. Well, you know, you're going to die. That's you're it. You're going to die a lot. And, you know, uh, the last bit of the perception issues is, is kind of that final trickle down to people who don't interact with rating or, or don't really, you know, don't have the understanding and a lot of the response from them have, has been, ah, oh, well, it's a 1% nerf to HP. Who cares about that? What's the big deal? Right, exactly. Other games are way more unbalanced. Exactly. And, you know, I'm going to go through all of that, too. There's so many of these responses, right? But the issue here is that it's a big deal because it's the first time, and we, we're all hurt in the, in the like, in-game community from seeing WoW, from seeing, well, there's only WoW right now, but other games before seeing where it could go, and yes, the 1% nerf, nobody's actually talking about that. That doesn't matter at all. It it sucked when you were working on it, but a 1% nerf is gone. Like, it's really the underlying issues that we need to talk about. But there was also some responses like, well, hardcore players, what do they even know, right? Do, like, they're not devs. They, they're not as good as the devs, especially with that misconception of what they said that uh, 6.2 one. um, uh, blur, but we've seen a lot of times where players actually do know more than the devs in this game, and I have a few examples. I and you know, we don't example. have to go through the first one. And I love, I just remember the night that it happened. So Ninja was released back in what two point four something before Heaven's Word. We got Ninja, and they were like, "Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be cool. You guys will love it." And immediately, as soon as people started using it, the devs went, "Wait, how much damage can you do?" Holy crap. It wasn't why? just that. Yeah. Warriors took off their jobstone and slotted in perfect dodge. Yeah. Yeah. So you could just take a buster and delete it. Yeah. I had forgotten about that part. You're right. These little things that we could do. Ninja was pre-pull Hutan. They didn't think that anyone would do pre-pull macro. 
And then you do the flying hutan for people who didn't want to pull the boss, where you could actually yeah. launch the hutan to where the boss was going to be. <laughs> the 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 commonality here is that we figure out things just in the community that they never thought of because they didn't have the time, right? They spent a lot more time on this tier, but they didn't spend the time that we're going to spend as a community crowdsourced, right? How many different versions of purgation and harvests are there? What's the best one? We will eventually get to it because Party Finder will have it, right? They didn't have that. Um, there is some knowledge that players will have that devs will not think of. Caster Bard Machinist. Machinist was hilarious in Heaven's Word. Oh my goodness. I remember people just pumping out damage and they were like, wait. There was also on. stance dancing. So you'd play yeah, Bard and you, you'd be casting and you'd come out of it because you'd be at a point where you don't have an OGCD. So you'd, you'd like come out repelling shot, go back in. Like there was, and this this is not tank stance dancing, which was a yeah. completely different thing. But you'd yeah. have you'd have you'd have range stance dancing for minute yeah. gains, and it was big. Um, yeah. you'd also have the devs are also going to have a certain perception, right, where they're going to expect a fight to go a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to think outside the box because you're going to be limited by what you already know, right? And that goes directly into ultimate weapon ultimate, right? Now I heard this, and I didn't do the fight, but they were talking about the wake order of the bosses in there. And I really wanted to talk to you about this, Ren, because I know that you sure. have done it. What do you... There were some there were some configurations of how you could do it that made it so much easier, and they I, they, they couldn't have thought about it. There's no way. I th see, I looked at the notes, and I was wondering yeah. if you would know something about my team doing that progression. Oh, Did no. you happen to catch... We figured out how to wake Titan for the world. Yeah. Okay, so I knew that it was, it was... That was the thing, but I didn't know it was your group that figured it out. Oh. People got to La Habrea mm -hmm. and hit a wall. And they were like, what's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is happening? They tried every LB imaginal. Turns out you needed them all. Um, Garuda, yeah. people started figuring it out. Like, there's this buff. We got to work on it. And there was there was some data mining the teams had had out there. So that's that's common knowledge that people do that. You shouldn't do mm -hmm. it, but should it, it happened. Um, it is what it is. And... You know, uh, in retrospect, the devs had said that Wu was created as a streaming spectacle because after mm -hmm. after Yukov's popularity, they created something that would be a gotcha for people. Yeah. Well, uh, while people were learning the proper way to wake Garuda, which had to deal with the friction cleanses, you would get these stacks of arrow debuffs and you would have to put them in a bubble or, or get rid of them with a tethered AoE and with a certain amount of stacks, Garuda would wake and that phase would change, which means that the devs had to develop the fight twice, right? One where you would have an enjoyable experience without the wake, and then two where you would do it with the wake uh, as intended. And when it, when you didn't wake it up, you were like, wow. We, we thought, we were like, all right, well, this is an ultimate not based on the raid tier. It was based on the primals, so it's going to be mm -hmm. easier. And we're like, this is really easy. This is no, like, this is pathetic. Like, this is really easy. Maybe Yukov is just too hard. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the end and we're like, wait a minute, everything's changing. This actually sucks. <laughs> Basically, we did nothing for a whole day. Um, so, our team had a different theory, right? We were like, well, we were we were doing Titan, and it was like a wipe. We had people miss their miss their jails, and mm. I was just I was just being me. For those of you who don't know, I like to like screw around a lot in raids. You know, <laughs> maybe my friends end up murdered from bosses AOEs that I didn't PK them with. Maybe they do, uh, mm -hmm. but. I was like, you know what, Titan? How do you like it? We kept getting these this dot by standing in its, its in its puddle and dying, right? So I was like, how do you like it? And I pulled him into the puddles that were on the ground, and then it went boom, and he got a debuff. And I was like, 
We were all like, what the fuck is that? And instantly there was like a thousand Japanese clips with titles I couldn't read. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And then people started learning that you could wake Garuda. So we're like, you know what? You know what? This is fine. They'll figure out Garuda. We're already cleanly getting to Titan every single pull. We'll figure out Titan. And then the world will meet in the middle on Ifrit. And that was the yeah. coolest thing. It was so cool yeah. to see people working together across chats, on Reddit, on Twitter. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but the, the way that the way the fight changes was also very interesting, right? So Garuda in particular, like if it's really only one way, Titan's really mm. only one way, but Garuda, you change the way the buster works where uh, she'll do a buster when she's woken, it'll be a stack on the group. And there are also these little, these little, um, feather lances that go around the outside of the arena. And if you wake Garuda early enough, which I think was intended, Mm -hmm. um then you have to have a very specific dodge outside of the arena you have to wait and, and leave to avoid these feather lances that'll just destroy you uh, right. but the world kind of woke it late and it made it really really easy because yeah. instead you just had these ads you dps down and i don't think anybody really knew the intended solution until way later because it worked yeah um and even knowing it i still think i still think the late wake is safe um, mm -hmm. But now with the stat squish and the way the job balances come and the new jobs and everything, you kind of do early wake because you push her too fast now. Mm. But it was it was super cool. It was super cool. I, I loved that whole experience. Waking yeah. waking the primals was super awesome. Um, getting to Ultima was super awesome. The way the enrage works, where as people died, it powered up Ultima, and then he right. like the enrage sequence where he like absorbs the weakest player first up to the strongest player which is kind of like how it worked where gaius was like building power on ultima weapon i thought that was mm -hmm. so conceptually like it was very thematic right and the right. music was very thematic and it was just the whole thing was a great experience yeah it and was they... oh go ahead oh all i was gonna say it was like i mean with some of that fight design, I mean, one of the biggest things is the mislead, right? So as people figure mm -hmm. that out, of course, it gets easier and easier over time in a sense, right? Although it's still an ultimate fight. But Ubu is now considered broadly by most people to be the easiest of the set to, mm. like, get into. Easier than some savages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when we're thinking about, like you were saying, dev versus player knowledge, Aldino, mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. This journey of discovery, I love, like, Rin, yeah. that's so cool, and it was so cool to hear it from your perspective, too, <laughs> because in those moments, right, it's so phenomenal. But, yeah, did they anticipate that, like, down the road, people would figure out how to do this mm -hmm. and game it and gimmick it so much that now, like you're saying, that one is easier than mm -hmm. some even savages um if you really just kind of learn what you need to do for it sure is that maybe part of the actual design absolutely but is yeah. part of that perhaps as well i mean again how players People found how to only have to wake one primal mm -hmm. yeah you can clear with only killing one primal now because you could just dps things down i don't think they ever saw that coming yeah there's these these things right you know just to motor through the rest of these because there's a lot of examples of this like and and i think that ooh is is one of the better ones but there's you know brain dead strats like there's no way that they wanted us to do purgation in that way <laughs> like, considering no the markers cannot be placed yes Exactly. Intent, no, I'm pretty sure they intended us to do it the way a lot of groups progged it with using the entire arena. Yes, right. So, you know, we will find a way around it and that will change the the configuration of a fight to then make it easier than they expected. So we do have this sort of knowledge. And before we go into the underlying issues, I definitely wanted to talk about a couple of things. Because it comes up in the community so much, there's a lot of people who have a backlash to people talking about balance because we're not wow and it doesn't matter and it doesn't matter somewhat because yes you could probably right now you probably clear it with any comp you have gear you're gonna get through it right it past week five 
that was my expectation. Um, week five, people have weapons. People are doing Party Finder. It's probably going to be just fine. If you start right now and you're playing a machinist, if you can get into Party Finder, if you can find people that'll let you, you can probably clear. <laughs> right? Your Party Finder is probably more likely to clear than a casual group that has not been doing splits because your healers mm-hmm. are going to actually have gear. Yes, exactly. And they can contribute to cover up that. But here's where we start getting into the underlying issues. Why is it this way? We talked about like the effects and how we feel about it, but why? And to me, there was a lot of stuff that was uh, pulled up in the community that I really wanted to go through. So the first one, and a topic near and dear to my heart, is two-minute buff cycle. Because in the past, everyone had two-minute buffs. They had 90 seconds. They had 60 seconds. You had 180 seconds. And you all kind of had your moments of burst, and they lined up. They always will, opener, whenever else. But with Endwalker, we saw them, and I hate to say the word homogenation, because that's another trigger word that a lot of people will hear and go, ah, whatever, I don't want to talk about that. But with forcing everyone into the two-minute meta, we're seeing some patterns emerge. Like, that two-minute buff is the most important time in the entire fight, every time it comes up, for you to do your damage. Forever. You can no longer screw up. You can't. Which is easy to just say, don't screw up, right? But what yeah. if you die 10 seconds before mm-hmm. the burst? Yeah. Yeah. And what if you're one of the, the jobs that doesn't fall into this? Or yes. what if, you know, when you hit that two minute window, it's like not actually that optimal of a spot for you, even though <laughs> yeah. technically you could do what you need there. I mean, I've We've been always. talking about in seven. Mm-hmm. Where the the knockout comes like right in the middle of a burst window. It's like <laughs> yeah. you could you get knocked up at six it. seventeen. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. Do it or people you could, hold it. Yeah, hold yeah. it. Or you don't. But, but then what happens when you hold it and the enrage timer makes you lose a use? Exactly. Yeah. We, we had That's like a ten minute hitting. discussion, like deciding how we wanted to handle this, <laughs> and one of our healers just goes. <sighs> And I'm like, oh, you're bored. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, but, but it, it, sure, it sure would suck if Carbuncle started jumping around the arena on targetable at four yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. the one thing I, mean, I did want to bring up is like, Summoner, yeah. you can't stop. You can't yeah, stop. No yeah. stopping. You can't, you can't stop. delay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody else delayed, and you're just still sitting there going, I guess I won't get any buffs for the rest of the fight. Cool. I love and the caller. Team- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're all so excited. This is true. This is one of the biggest points, right? And I was just going to say, it's really fun and exciting when you get to devour, like right before the devour, and you hear the call out in our group. Okay, don't use your good stuff. And as yep. summoner, I'm like, and Bahamut. Bahamut, go burr, because I cannot. <laughs> Goodbye. Play. Yeah, it's like, well, that's, that's a situation yeah. with P8SP2 right now. You get up yeah. to high concept two, and groups use your 60s because you'll lose a use if you don't. But. So many party finders I joined, they want to do their potions as soon as you get your Everburn buff. And mm, then you have right. people all desynced, and then you lose the check. I had a 0.3% wipe. Ugh. Oh, oh, yes. And, like, all of this happens. I mean, somebody mentioned in the chat earlier about White Mage. So I've, yeah. I've been playing White Mage this tier. And it is, yes, one of the more straightforward healers. But one of the things I always liked about the idea of White Mage is the fact that we have so much raw healing and there's so much stuff you can do on the fly and there's so many, right? If you're gonna make a healer that theoretically is maybe not gonna have all the other stuff and the buffs, again, we're talking about these taxes, right? Mm -hmm. But that is a powerful caster, is the most potent healer Mm lore-wise in the game, Um, has abilities like Benediction, which are massive, massively huge things that you can use, Um, you know, and theoretically could be the hardest hitter DPS-wise. 
right? We have this whole other thing where I'm looking at this, but because again, white mage isn't patterned with everybody else. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so I have my assize and I have my lily and I have all my stuff ready to go. When we have the healer split knockback <laughs> way before the toss up in the air. So I guess I'll just, I could sit on it, but then I'm losing my lilies. And right, but you'll move it out of burst. You don't want to move the eyes out of burst. <laughs> yeah, know. you can't do that. So you're sitting there like, okay, cool. So do I just like miss out on using an assize or do I just sit on this, I guess? And it's and, just not fun. <laughs> and some of it is okay. Some of it is all right. And without the two minute buff alignment being the strict meta, that was fine in the past because you're like, okay, I'll catch up, right? I'll catch up in the next one. It does suck. Like for pure optimization, it still sucked to miss out on burst. But you had some other cycles that you can hop onto. But for an outlier to the meta right now, let's start talking about Paladin. Poor, poor Paladin. And the devs even Wait, You guys are bursting when? I'm yeah. on a strict 63 second loop. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> right. And the devs called this out in the patch 2.1 notes where they where they said, you know, Paladin is a high sustained job. They don't burst all the time. And we see that that is a problem. We're going to give you some potency for now. But 6.3, we're really going to look at it. And you look at that and you go, but you did that yourself. No, you look at that yeah. and you go, you lied. <laughs> I'm going to correct that sentence for you. Okay. Paladin is a sustained damage job. It yeah. is not a high damage <laughs> sustained job. It is just sure. sustained. That's true. And this is a big problem, right? Because, I mean, we're we're getting to the, we're, we're talking about this. We're getting to this, right? Mm -hmm. Because there is a sense of the fact that, I don't know, I feel so torn. And maybe you all can weigh in on this. Mm. Because on one hand, can we make everything uniform around this window? Sure. And as they have been talking about some of this paladin stuff, as they have been talking, they're like, we realize that these are things. And we I get this sense that they are contemplating, well, maybe we bring everything into line with the idea of mm -hmm. everybody has a burst, everybody uses it, everybody does this, right? But in my mind, that's going to be the most boring thing of all time. <laughs> because, I mean, I want classes where if I make a stumble, I can be innovative. I can be creative. I can, you know, improvise throughout a fight. I want a class want where if I'm... Yeah. I know. It's like, I want something where if I am able <laughs> to... built into the... <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. It's like, I, I want... I want to be able to use a four and a half minute potion and bloodfest yes. at 90 seconds because it's up there. I want to yeah. be able to salt it up and still have something instead of using... You have a nine minute and 30 second fight, so you're going to use a four and a half minute potion to do nothing? To nothing. Yes. I want a class so where if I'm going to be the sustained damage dealer, then if I keep that up over the course of the fight, it has a payoff. Either mm -hmm. a cumulative thing that stacks, that makes me more and more powerful, that brings me on par with everybody, or just something. Because I want variety in this game. I don't want to just be playing the exact same class, but pink color or... <laughs> have swords or <laughs> you know i want I mean, they said they wanted to avoid it right they wanted yeah. to homogenize buffs for the skill ceiling to come down and the floor mm -hmm. to go up but they wanted jobs to still be unique so they kept a couple of jobs at 90s but what choices did like what what was their criteria for choosing who gets to stay yeah. unorthodox and then by making everything synergized i feel like they did exactly what they didn't want to do right mm. like if you take stormblood Stormblood, we had tank stances, we had bursts all over the place. You had what? Presence of Mind was like a two and a half minute cooldown or something. Yeah, uh, I think so. It was very, very wild, very wild. Yeah. Uh, in fact, at the beginning, at the beginning, you had tanks wearing slaying gear, and mm -hmm. you had a super max potion that was 15 seconds, but stronger than the than the grade one tinctures. So you actually mm -hmm. used 
a grade one tincture in your opener, and then if your kill time would cut the potion short at the end of the fight like Alt-Roy did in our speedruns, you would run a super max potion from the previous expansion just to do more damage, and things like that was awesome. Then yeah. you went to Shadowbringers, and they took so much away. And I'll use tanks because I'm a tank. Yeah. Uh, tank balance was never closer than it had ever been. Last expansion, it was the best it had ever been. Period. Yeah. Everything was really close to one another, and it really didn't matter. Like, maybe you took double Gunbreaker, double Dark Knight, Gunbreaker, Dark Knight for speedruns, but warriors could still compete. Now that's not a thing. You're, you're not all. bringing them in. And jobs are technically the closest to the, the, to the way they should burst that they've ever been, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. on two minutes. Everybody is on paper looking like it should be good, but it's not. It's the worst it's ever been because they put themselves in a situation with a pigeonhole, right? Yes. You now and have this tight thing. And then for healers, you have busters coming up, raid wides coming up during mm -hmm. burst. How are you going to handle that? You're just going to, I guess you're not healing here. It's 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 not it's not that great. Yeah, and, and thing, you, oh, you go. Ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to as a healer. I I just wanted to add into that. The thing is, is that like don't get me wrong. I actually feel like as a healer, I have genuinely enjoyed the more punishing heal variety mm. this tier. I love the bleeds. I know so many people hate that, yeah. but the bleed, the poison. Honestly, it's always felt to me that oftentimes my heal over time was just there as a, it's not a cheat, it's in the game, but a cheat to get more uptime, where yeah. I'm just like... Or oh, like you regen on. for movement, but yeah. now you're yes. using it like yes. for survivability. Yes, yeah. and I actually like that there is a reason to use that, and that the extra damage for, with these dots and things like that, it feels like it's not even just I slap the dot on and they're fine, it's like I slap the dot on and hold on to your butts, hold yep. up, hold on a second, <laughs> like, and another heal, and another heal, you know, and I like that, but like you're saying... It does create some strange dissonances. I mean, I, as a healer myself personally, have always thought, like, yes, optimization is important, but, like, for me, if I'm playing a healer, I want there to be a reason that I'm there mm -hmm. healing. And so, like, I don't mind that it's more punishing, but like you're saying, there are these parts where I find myself stumbling because of not only things like that pre-nerf 1% or stuff like that, but also, yes, like, if I want to have any hope to not always every single week be the bottom of everything, <laughs> yeah. I have to try and take advantage of some of this. But if I'm technically doing what my job is, then it yeah. it does throw a big wrench that's, in it, you know? That's an interesting thing you just said, doing what your job is, right? Because mm -hmm. how many DPS use their mitigation properly or don't because they think it's optional? Right, exactly. How many people don't faint? Or they don't put this there. And then you go to heal and you just die because you don't have the throughput to survive everything if your party doesn't use what they're mm -hmm. supposed to. Or the tanks go, I wasn't healed. I wasn't topped. Well, what did you use for that buster? Reprisal. <laughs> you're like, well, you need a little bit more than that. Yes, yeah. And honestly, maybe this is a hot take. I would be fine if they factored in things to make everybody have to use the things they use. If we gave sure. more reason to utilities, if we gave a wider range, if Paladin is a defensive tank, you know, actually could make the difference of survivability of certain mechanics. I would not mind that, but mm -hmm. it requires, like you're saying, a broader view of how certain roles are played when all we have been doing is like narrowing down to this one specific point. Utility mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Only thing that matters is damage. What ups your damage? Great. Like, yeah. right, right now on P8, your mitigation absolutely matters. Because oh, the yeah. more you mitigate, the more your healers don't have to GCD heal, the more damage they can yeah. do. But there's a lot of situations right now on the door boss and in phase two where you will just die. 
if people yeah. are not using yeah. them yet. Oh, and then yeah. people are like, well, in other parties, I'm used to doing it this way. Or, oopsie, I forgot this. Right? And you're like, well, you can't. Because now we, we're like, why'd we die? Healers suck. And then you spend hours. I bet I'm going to open up Party Finder right now because I'm <laughs> logged into Final Fantasy XIV online. And I'm going to take a look at Savage and let's see. Every single party I am staring at. Every single one. Oh, there's one that doesn't. Every, okay. 59 out of 60 parties need a healer or two. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Because nobody wants to do it because they're getting blamed for things that are not necessarily their fault. And in some cases, yeah, uh, there are a lot of healers who are not pushing their buttons the way they should because they're like, well, I used a Medica 2. And like, well, you could have used a Lily and a Size because you're overcapped on Lilies and saved that Medica 2 for later and mm -hmm. it would have been better. Something yeah. I'm actually really enjoying um, for our raid group this year is how much the uh, melee are talking to each other and the tanks are actually talking to the melee. Like, you have reprisal? Okay, I have faint and we'll swap it next time. And, and it hasn't been that way for many, many, many tiers. Mm -hmm. I personally really am always hitting those freaking buttons because it's all I have to support. And I miss yeah. supporting. Um, but I'm a it's, it's even I press yeah, addle. It's even become a game. Like one of our, our, our freaking samurai, every time he does faint, he goes, ah, just to let us know they fainted. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. It's yeah. Very cute. So, you know, and, and this is what we're talking about, those those things that you you have to line up now because you have to. And this it it increases the skill ceiling in a way that I don't think that they really super anticipated. Because if you cannot sync those things up, you're gonna fail, like you're saying, right? You're gonna hit PAS and you're gonna have no healers because it doesn't feel good because trying to sync up is just so new and 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 different now. And then, of course, DPS, right? Like, you could be on a samurai, and you could just not do enough damage, and you might not know why. If you are new to Savage, you won't even know why. I'm not going to get into the fact that we shouldn't, we don't have tools to look at it, because as we know, everybody has their abacus next to them. And that's we don't we, have tools to look at it. We also don't have a structure in-game. Like, there's a reason the yeah. balance exists as a resource, exactly. right? Exactly. And it's that just compounds it on top of it and we get into crit and direct hit especially in two minute buff oh not critting sucks we had a one percent wipe on p8sp2 and i crit literally zero of my big hitting abilities oh. in our burst forever burn and if i had crit oh. anything we would have cleared man you know wouldn't oh, it be nice oh go ahead no i was just gonna say that's an opportunity for a buff Right. That we can have in this game. Right. You know, like, wouldn't it be nice? Could offer. Yeah, it would be great if, I don't know, if some of these big attacks would automatically crit, right? It would be great if they would automatically crit. But <laughs> Is they this a did segue? that <laughs> for some of them, but not all of them. I'm just going to say here as a summoner, Akmorn is 1,300 <laughs> potency. Oh, when it doesn't crit. It goes from, like, in my gear, it goes from nothing. Like, I'm looking at it, and I'm watching it in opener, like, ah, oh, is it going to crit? Where's that big number? 40k. Ah, gross. Okay. Next time, I'm like, ah, oh, 80. It hit 80. And we die, and I'm like, you got Why? But <laughs> this, the double RNG here is just astounding, honestly. Like, this, I, I... WoW has done this, and WoW players right now are probably like, they're still doing this. Yes, I know. I know. There's still way too much RNG. But addressing this for some jobs and not others makes them 
the winner. Like, if you look at numbers, you can see that samurai in general, not do the skill, just do to result, have the lowest range because they don't have to worry about that. Like, they don't have to worry about not critting. They do for some, don't get me wrong. But for the biggest, when you need it, you auto crit. And that flattens your range and makes it so you don't have those 0.3 wipes, right? You can rely on your samurai to do that damage every time. And it's so important. And it just feels so horrible when you don't crit. Like you were saying, Ren, like we had a, what, 0.8 on P7S a week ago. And I'm like, if I was on Black Mage, no, doesn't happen. Because nobody died. I didn't need to raise. What am I doing? For all its shortcomings on Warrior 2, it's going to do its damage yeah. where it's going to do its damage, right? But you take Paladin and you miss your Confidia your crit. Sorry. That's it. Sorry. That's like, Gunbreaker's double down under No Mercy, 1,440 potency. Yeah. And you don't crit and you go, uh It's a good thing tanks get direct hit on their gear already, though. Yes. It's true. And that they don't have to meld it because yeah, tanks and healers right. get direct hit, right? It'd be great. It's so great. I'm so glad that they thought of that. I hope everybody not, knows It's, it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> in in no. an ideal world, they either spread the potencies out. Yes. Or, or they have it in a way where you're not going to really lose uses of it and they hit hard too, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. then you end up in a situation where people are like, oh, well, we should burst after this. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to lose a use of this button so I can't give it up. Because yeah. it literally means more than having this in your buffs at all. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is one of the weird few things. I mean, they have removed so many other finicky, situational, you know, and we still, remember the old days? We had to put points into our stats. Oh, boy. <laughs> remember the old days when you had all these different things, you know, accuracy, on me. Mm -hmm. all that You remember stuff. the old days when you'd be locked into a DPS stance and you wouldn't be able to heal for like five seconds? Because <laughs> you hit it three times, but it just didn't register, but yep. you didn't realize that you were missing all your potency because it was still somehow on even after mm -hmm. hitting it three times. Yeah, I do remember. And although I actually enjoyed stance dancing, those were some of the drawbacks that led to Fury. <laughs> so <laughs> those of you who didn't know, you had Cleric Stance for healers, which would reverse your int stat with your mind stat. You'd basically heal for nothing. But yep. you'd do a lot of damage. <laughs> yes, you would. You'd be doing those summoner physics, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that useless you thing would. that summoner has <laughs> that causes you utility tax. Um, yes, yeah. it's, it's very weird, and that is something that still remains. Mm -hmm. And yet, again, I can't find myself totally saying we should just be like done with all yeah. of these. I, it, just, it feels like something where, again, if you're going to make this a thing, then it needs to be a concern for everybody. You need to have a reason to make people meld for this. You need to have, you know, or you need to bring everybody up to some point where their damage is equivalent. Or, But it, it does feel as though right now it is one of the few things that leads to some kind of unusual still variants that they mm -hmm. have not taken out of the game. Um, but they need to decide if they're going to lean into something like that as a factor you take into the equation, or if they are just going to not penalize those classes that, again, don't have those issues um, mm. in quite the same way, or that, that have those issues, whereas mm. others don't. Effectively, don't pull your punch on the development. If you only go halfway in on something, it's going to fail on both fronts. Exactly. It's going to be nothing to no one at that point. Um, and yeah, something to everyone, especially me, is... Uh, DPS taxes. So 
This is a this is an age-old discussion. I mean, wow, back in the day. What do you mean I'm a druid? And just because I could tank, my damage is lower when I'm feral. You know what I mean? These sorts of things are age-old in MMO, and specifically here as well. So there's a few different types of taxes that I, I wanted to get into that at least I identified, and I, I can't wait to talk more about this so that we can see if there are more. But because Yoshi P said that they take utility, they take how easy it is, and your job is and kind of how easy it is for you to move that's confirmation that there are these three categories at least of taxes so let's start with utility tax right the kind of selfish selfish versus support axis right and the first thing i wanted to talk about is what is utility in your in your opinion what is utility is that yeah, all labor utility. Like if, if we're if we're strictly speaking in terms of how you impact the other players in a raid, right? Because sure. every raid is going to be designed differently. I wouldn't include movement, sure, because right. you can't in every fight. But mm-hmm. I would include it as something like maybe a monk's mantra, right? Or faint any mitigative or mm-hmm. effective HP reducing abilities. Uh, I would also consider expedient to be twofold because sure. you do provide speed so that you can change the way you do mechanics. While they have said that they don't actually design mechanics. For certain things like your anti-knockback or your sprint, mm-hmm. I, I think that opinion has absolutely changed than they do nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because you can. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for those of you who also don't know, back when they said that they didn't, you had a resource for your regular GCDs, and if you used sprint, you lost that resource. It went to zero. Yep. Uh, so so that's that's been a change that they've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, w- I would definitely consider utility anything that changes uh, the ability to survive an encounter better. I wouldn't right. consider that to be damage enhancing abilities. Right. So exactly. I guess damage dampening. Hmm. Yeah, damage dampening. I mean, I feel like they do lump a lot of the even, you know, support utility, right? Support mm-hmm. utility. I feel like they kind of smush it together where like damage up, they oftentimes yes. count into that equation. Buffs being something like that. But Rina, I do agree in the sense that I actually think that in my own perception of how this kind of goes, I would delineate utility versus something like true support. Mm. Because to me, support would be um, buffing. I guess you can also have an anti-support category, debuffing. Sure, right? yeah. If and um, I know, right? Yeah. So it's interesting because it does seem like in 14, they've kind of smushed all of that into one category and then constantly narrowed down what that is, what that means, and tried to make it oftentimes irrelevant whether or not you even have it mm-hmm. versus other games i mean i i play a lot of guild wars 2 where um their boon system uh right. you know and then they have dodge roll and they have other things that make use of something equivalent to like our old tp usage mm-hmm. our old tp meter right do you, you want to um, know what i think might have been the perfect example of utility in final fantasy sure yeah was um old ninja <laughs> you had smoke screen you had yep. shade walker Mm-hmm. You had trick attack that debuffed. You had a lot of things that you could do. Yeah. So back in the day, aggro was a lot more difficult mm-hmm. to uh, to manage. Uh, and ninjas had a way of manipulating that aggro for people. Um, mm-hmm. And that was fantastic. I, I think that that was a yeah. really good example. Yeah. I would also, I mean, I would say that damage up abilities would count as utility now if Monk wasn't at the mm-hmm. top of the charts while also <laughs> exactly. featuring Brotherhood. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, what I was saying with Guild Wars 2 is that their range of like support and boons, right? Much more like you were just saying, Ren, with Ninja, where you have 
a wide array, and fights are literally designed around the kinds of things that are in the game. You know, you have many phases and many of the bosses that cause knockdowns, which disrupt all of your DPS, mm -hmm. all of your rotations, um, various paralysis effects, you know, crippling effects, slow effects that can hit you, which we also have a variety of in the game. But to the point where people have stability as a type of boon that you can apply, stack, maintain, use in certain phases of fight. Like they're a malice. Mm -hmm. Oh, Those yeah. Things, like, <laughs> it's a thief thing in Guild Wars 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff like in other games, I think, even where they're still maybe exploring some of this. Although I think we have seen MMOs in general kind of struggle with support categories. Yes. But I would love to see more of that actually in 14. And I think. If you're trying to make it so that you don't ever have to use them, you're just, it's your own self-fulfilling prophecy, right? <laughs> like, yeah. we don't want to make it mandatory so that people don't have, like, you don't have to choose to bring in a support if you don't want to. But also, we want there to be attacks for support or utilities if you have them on a class. But also, we don't want to design fights to do this because then you'll have to bring, it's like, it's such a bizarre circle. Yeah. And I'm just over here going, design the fights so that you have to have <laughs> a debuffer, a support, a ranged, a mobility, a whatever, because as we get more and more jobs in this game, they are adding them to these categories and subcategories. Mm -hmm. So if you're just lumping all DPS in and all DPS are only relevant if, because of the damage they provide, then why have all the categories and why keep adding equally to them? You, know? you have a choice of what, like 11 different jobs right now that yeah. all do the same yeah. thing at that point? Yeah. I, I, I would have been happy if we got no jobs with Endwalker's release yeah. because it becomes yeah. more difficult every time. Yeah. That's true. I That's true. I feel like um, something that maybe they don't take into account is even if I'm playing DPS and you're playing DPS and John down the street is playing DPS, we like different things about the DPS. John down the street loves numbers, so give him the one that does numbers. I'd like to go in mm -hmm. and hit shit. Or hit, like, do, do the little little minute stuff nobody else wants to do. I love to pick up that tether and move it out of the party. I love to make sure so-and-so has enough buff so that they can do super great on their on their burst. That's something I like to do. So having those different kinds of jobs, I think, really is, is good for the community because different people like to do different things, even mm -hmm. amongst the same category of jobs. And right. not having those things in a fight, honestly, to me, really sucks. It mm. makes it... Makes it boring it makes it a boring fight not having that yeah. little extra bit to do is it's not fun at least right. for me yeah and you know it's utility tax has a couple of categories we talked about you know damage buffs shouldn't be in there i don't believe but they can and they don't and they're they seem to be taking it into account but one thing that definitely is taxed in this way is resurrections now, we see this differently in other MMOs, like, you know, WoW has a couple of set battle raises, you know, this sort of thing. But a resurrection tax in Final Fantasy XIV, since its inception, is one of the taxes that you get taxed even when you don't use it. Which, to me, oh, has be, been... Oh, before, before we talk about yeah, resurrecting yeah, yeah. Aldi, can you tell everybody what weakness buff used to do to you if you died? Because it's, it's not as good as it is now. Do you remember what it used to do back in Heaven's Ward? I'm trying to remember. No, I don't remember. Oh, Rook, do you remember? I'm trying to think about it. Wasn't it like... 
all of your stats were reduced. Yeah, all of them. That means your vitality was reduced. That's right. So you would get up and die. You would just you would basically be resed to be a mechanic slave at that point, right? Because you would die to the next AOE, and then you'd get another weakness, and then you'd get brinking. It used to be really really bad you'd reduce yeah. your damage and your health and it was horrible so it's it's better now than it is yeah uh, they also removed an fc buff that we used to have that gave you right. reduced time on your res on your weakness when you died mm -hmm. which was back on your feet yeah back on your feet used to be required <laughs> but yep. it's it's one of these things where resurrections in battle combat reses are super important the prog right there you have to see that next mechanic especially if you're blind I mean, it's the only way sometimes that you get through these things. It will get you the clear when you shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Like, it can save these like things. Like, it'll so get you a healer LB3 after yes. a raid wide that was supposed to be failed and wipe you no matter what. Exactly. These are the things that it's here for. And those moments of glory are great for that class, right? As a red mage or a summoner, and I know there's a bunch of them in chat, myself as summoner, yes, I hate raising people. Because I want to do damage. That's my job. But if I raise someone and see a benefit, then I have been taxed for a good reason. If I'm going through fights and no one's dying and I don't have damage and I haven't raised anyone, but I'm still holding my swift cast because... Well, what if you just said? use your swift on a Garuda dot? You're in a potion. Oh, yeah. Phoenix just came out and your ninja dies. And, and your healers sad. say, I don't have swift. Why are you? Why are you just telling me what has happened? Like, Almost every week in Prague. Like, why? Why do you know this? But we don't yeah, have a ninja. Well, yes, not a ninja. I mean, I'm not going to call anyone ninja. out. But it Everybody happens. Does. Yeah, it the, happens. It is not a it zero does. number, yeah, and it doesn't it feel great. No, it's it's horrible. And then you get into the position, like what you said, like having a red mage does not mean that they should raise everyone. Like this is a bullet point that you added, Renan. And when you did this, I was like, yes, finally, someone's going to talk about this. Sometimes it's better just to raise a healer and have them limit break. Sometimes yeah. spamming verays uh, is the worst. Like, don't do it. Do not like do if, that. if you lose five people. Let's say you lose five people right now, and you're like, "All right, red mage, res everybody." And a mechanic is coming up in twelve seconds. You cannot get them all up it's in time awesome. for the mechanic. Mm -mm. Or let's say your melee LB is going to deal like three hundred k. For example, mm -hmm. I don't actually know what it hits for right now because I haven't checked sure. lately. But let's say it is for three hundred k. And your your raid's doing like 60k a second, right? How many seconds does everybody stay dead before you've lost damage by holding on for the melee LB when you could have just healer LB'd, which gets rid of a state of weakness, yep. so people don't have a weakness, mm -hmm. and they can just get back into the game and they'll have done more damage that way. A lot of people don't think that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, red mage in PvP just makes me like... Please, why can't you just bring this to Red Mage? Because the idea that, again, Red Mage gets the support category because it mm -hmm. technically has a heal, which I think is better, at least, than your oh, sorry. Yeah, way better. Way, and, way, way. and then it in has. In PvP? It's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And in, in PvE, um, it's also great. <laughs> in PvE, yeah. So you have that heal, which is strong, but then, you know, their other utility being this consideration for resurrections, which they have reduced over time. I mean, probably rightfully mm -hmm. so. But we get into this weird situation where, again, like you're saying, is that the best thing to do as a DPS? Does that feel satisfying as a utility or support function? And then we get Red Mage PvP, 
where, you know, if you are in these different almost mini ley lines, you have this mm-hmm. buff, this debuff, this different thing. And I have been, we've been saying on this podcast for so long, how much more fun would Ride Mage be if there were reasons where at certain times you would purposefully imbalance your black or white magic. If you, you know, got when you were at a higher level of this or that, you got this buff, this debuff, this thing. How much more fun would that be as opposed to just like someone died? Mm-hmm. There's effectively no game to it in PvE right now, right? Yeah. It's just to balance it. But thematically, there's... Yeah. You have access to a res, but all of your attack spells might as well be the same thing. Yeah. it It's one of these things... Combat reses, especially in the way that 14 has done them, limit the design space of a job. Just completely. It it makes it so that, okay, you have to take that into account no matter what. Especially when some jobs in the same role have them, and some don't. And you then it just complicates. It makes the calculus of balancing insane because you have this tax. Because you should. I mean, it's a very powerful ability. I'm not saying it shouldn't be taxed. It's super powerful. It, it like people like to de-incentivize it. Like, well, outside of prog, you don't need. It. Yes, you do. Someone's gonna mess up and reclears. You know that. It's gonna happen. Red, Red Mage can chain res, and they gave them an AOE magic myth that the other yep. casters don't have, and then reduced the damage proportionately. Yeah. Which made you just not bring Red Mage. Exactly. And it's funny, uh, you know, I was doing some research because the only the only real way, and it's not a great way, so don't, you know, it's, it's not the best way, but you can figure out how much damage you need for Stone Sky Sea, the thing that nobody remembers. And that <laughs> kind of gives you this idea of how they think the job should be doing. And right now, Red Mage is slightly, like, ever so slightly, like 2% higher requirement the summoner is to kill their dummies and it's like is it huh i'm gonna tell you right now stone skies he sucks for metrics yeah. if you're out there using it don't because it's catered around a three minute kill time where your yep. damage is at its lowest exactly the only thing that i think you can glean is their ideas of the relative positions because black mage is so much higher than everyone else right they are the highest requirement period of every job so you can kind of see, okay, this is what they're thinking of, but it's not coming out. It's not actually coming to fruition in the damage that we're doing. But to move on from utility, if we're ready to move on from before, utility. Before that, yeah, since ahead. we did talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. resing and we did talk yeah. about limit breaks, yeah, uh, it reminded me of how support, quote unquote, uh, used to have the healer limit break. Oh, yes. That's I, a good point. I honestly miss that. Like at the time, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to have a real limit break. Your no. bard stays alive for like another 30 seconds and everybody yeah. gets up. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I don't know how many times I have been the last person alive. It's it's <laughs> not you know like a majority. It might be a majority. I'm I'm alive <laughs> a lot at the end just because I can get out of shit quickly as a dancer. Yeah. But I'm sitting there going, guess I'll die now. Boy, I sure wish I still had that old limit. <laughs> Let's go wallet. Yeah, yep. and it, it throws back to uh, what we were talking about about uh, actual real support. Like I mm-hmm. I I was appreciative at the time that they gave me a DPS limit break, but we don't use it. I haven't used it since, like, Halicarnassus. Well, the way the way that aggro is also limits DPS's ability to help out, right? Because back when aggro was a lot, like, you would use, you would cut your your um, aggro in half with various abilities, but mm-hmm. you could also stay close to taking aggro in case you needed to be shirked because of a forced tank swap, which this tier has an abundance of. If one tank dies before a buster, the other tank is going to die. Yeah. And I just, uh, it's but there were a lot I'm, of options. Yeah, it's something yeah. I wish that they would just switch back. It would it would be a great sort of utility that mm-hmm. you could just give back. Why not? 
we don't use our loot break anyway. <laughs> I've had a really, I've had a really stupid idea for a long time. Yeah. I've always wanted us to have the ability to have a one-use reusable. Like it doesn't, it doesn't get consumed and use it, but like a one-use Phoenix down per fight. Yeah. So like everybody could do one res on Ooh. somebody else. Like it's a five yeah. second channel still, but everybody gets one. Because in Final Fantasies, you can use Phoenix Downs as any character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or even like something like the whole party has one healer limit break that you can use like as the, uh, what is it? You hit G for it. What is it called? Duty action? Duty action. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a duty action in every fight. And whoever it happens to be up, if it's like the ninja, if it's whoever, you could just use it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would it's, take some of the pressure off of classes that are, like you were saying, being shoehorned because of something like a resurrection. Mm -hmm. I, I, a, I, again, don't think resurrections are, yeah, like, we should have them in the game. Yeah, absolutely. As it is, for the most part, they design these fights where healer resurrections in and of themselves should theoretically be enough. Um, I mean, of course, there are situations where, you know, these other ones can't yeah. be helpful, as many people have said, oftentimes in Prague. But it's one of those things where, like, if you already have two healers, you're guaranteed all the resurrections that they have. So is it fair, yes, to, like, tax other DPS roles that have this without really giving them anything else robustly within that? I, I, I don't purposefully, I don't really feel like it, personally. Yeah. I, There's I kind of a we're... separate tax that isn't being discussed, though, right? Oh, yeah. hmm. It's the enjoyability like... tax. Yeah, sure. go ahead. <laughs> Just going to say, um, I feel like... I lost what I was going to say, so go ahead. <laughs> I was I was just going to say that as a, as a community at large, we're seeing an enjoyability tax, right? Sure. There's a reason there's a drought in healers or a drought in X job, and it's because people don't mm. want to be responsible for the mistakes of others, mm -hmm. right? Like, come on, why are you getting eaten by Devour for the ninth hour in a row? Yeah. And then you go into the next power, and you're like, you go into your next party, and you're like, well, it's a Devour prog party. I'm going to be rezzing again. You know what? I'm just going to play Ninja. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It has had a, a chilling effect on... I mean, it, it doesn't really show up all that much because you need a summoner or you need a red mage. So their numbers are always going to be high in Parsons, right? And a number of people clearing it on this. But is that chilling effect of, okay, we got through, switch to black mage because we need it. Now get off of that job that was here to help us see it. Now switch, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a completely different set of gear. Right, usually, like especially <laughs> so if you're. We, we actually you. had somebody the other way around. They yeah. wanted to play black mage, but we needed them on red mage progging, mm -hmm. and then swapped them out after. Uh, but the, you run into a situation where the jobs just don't play anything like each other, right? So yeah, like, you're either going to find somebody who likes the fresh, like it's a breath of fresh air, versus people mm -hmm. who are like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I do not want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, honestly, I love healing. And mm -hmm. I don't love it just, I don't love it because I'm optimizing my DPS. Right. Really, truly, I've always said what I love about healing is the fact that I always know what's going to happen in a fight. There's going to come a certain time where I know what the boss does. They've got scripted mechanics, even if they have RNG elements, I'm going to learn everything there is to learn. I'm going to do mm -hmm. that. I'm going to figure it out. For me, what is fun is the unpredictable element. I love right? having to, yeah, like I love recovering. I love somebody makes a mistake. I love going into random parties, having no idea what the skill levels are going to be. Some people find that to be a huge turnoff because it removes, they want that kind of, you know, even footing, always knowing what I do, always doing it. And the pressure of healing can be kind of intense in those regards. But I find it constantly frustrating, honestly, that there is so much emphasis just put on your worth 
um, mm -hmm. because if, if you get big part, you know, oh, sorry, if you get big mystery numbers from the atmosphere <laughs> that appear yeah. in your brain and tell you how good you are at the game <laughs> with doing just damage, because to me, again, that's not why I play the class for the fantasy. Mm -hmm. So I do want, I mean, I want to multitask, I want to optimize, yeah. but for me, I actually love things that allow me to responsively interact mm -hmm. and watch and maintain and buff and heal my party. Because to me, the people are always going to be far more interesting than the fight ultimately will be, sure. you know? Yeah, someone's going to mess up. I was going to Someone, say. Someone's going to get hit. We are, well, we're talking about how we, oh, we, this sucks to have to res. We are actually pretty lucky to be able to res in this game, I sure. feel. But maybe, maybe handle it a little bit differently. G given yeah. our circumstances, it sucks to res. Yes. Seeing as how we've had it the whole time. Yeah. 14 kind of suffers from doing it all, doesn't it? They yeah. want the game to be a single player experience. They want the game to be a multiplayer experience. So that means that every single job needs to be able to do damage so that you can do your solo encounters, so that you could do all of these other things. So now because they can all do damage, now they all have to do damage. Mm -hmm. So now it's how much damage do you have to do? Uh, a long time ago, they also said fights were tuned for zero DPS from the healers. I don't <laughs> think that's a thing anymore either. No, absolutely not. Like if, if you were to go into maybe P5 with best yeah. in slot, but if you were to go into P8 right now and your healers did nothing, you're not clearing that fight. Mm -mm. It's um, just so you impossible. have a situation of like and, and then you come into Rook's situation where people are like well Rook you're worthless to me because you're not doing as much as my five year old nephew who just started playing the job so quit and uninstall yeah. right uh, <laughs> and, and then you're like well how much damage is enough yeah. somebody is always going to be the best and somebody is always going to be the worst that's just how it falls and your if you were to look at like your imaginary abacus healing numbers mm -hmm. and you're like well wow this person's a really good healer that's also going to be skewed because how much damage did you take? How much did your co healer mm -hmm. contribute? How much mitigation did you use? Uh, it's, it could be a very volatile metric for healers to feel their own worth and say, well, mm -hmm. what, what should I be focusing on? What makes me good? What makes me bad? Like all these things that I can do to recover in situations, you're like, well, your parse was really bad. And you're like, well, I also got all these people alive in time for the mechanics. Like, right. yeah, but you didn't do enough. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think a lot of that is because, I mean, I think it's even, it's it's amplified by a lot mm -hmm. of these questions, right? What do we see being a priority focus? What sure. kind of challenges do we see on display in fights? What sort of mechanics where if somebody executes something that is not just an enraged check, mm -hmm. but is something else, uh, that in and of itself is an impressive feat. Right. And so for me, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, every game deals with this. How do we create variants? How do we then also within having a wide variety of things maintain some kind of baseline of performance? Mm -hmm. No game has answered this perfectly. No game probably ever will because yeah. it is just a part of the conundrum here. But I think we have seen something, a very interesting turn because just like you were saying earlier, Rin, we were in actually, minus like a few things here or there, a pretty good balance state um leading up you know what i mean like the tanks yeah, were pretty well done. Was fine. yeah like there were you, i mean we you were would pretty you would pick balance. your jobs based on your kill time right so no. if you're like wow this fight ends at this time this tank is going to be perfect for this oh wow this fight ends at this time i'm gonna bring this healer or you're like we don't need shields we can go double regen that's fine that's great and you were able to just do that and it was fine yeah yeah and almost, so almost the entire expansion of shadow yeah. i think yeah it's like we were at that point and it felt 
oh, okay, like this is all going to be great. But now we've started to see how with various other tweaks, changes, I think an additional pushing of certain, like that kind of mentality in certain things, mm -hmm. as well as like a non-responsiveness in certain design that has actually led us into this place where it's like, oh no, I'm very concerned. Yes. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Wait, hold on. Yeah. So actually, go ahead. I remember going to the media tour for Endwalker mm -hmm. and... I wasn't happy with everything I tried. Some stuff was really cool, but I remember giving yeah. some feedback and they were like, oh, we never noticed this. You know, mm -hmm. this this wasn't a problem to us. I'll bring it up and see if, if anything happens. And it doesn't. Like uh, Dark Knight, their yes. blood weapon, for example, right? It was really bad. Absolutely. It was really bad. And there's a lot of things that are on stack systems, like atonement, break, and combo, things like that. And it's Ugh. like, well, these things are things that actually affect like the player base in the fights that are that are encountered. And like, mm -hmm. sure, you could not do that, and you could play suboptimally, but people want a goal. When you're doing yes. a tier for like the 30th week, you don't just want to go in and kill the boss. You want to do yes. something about it, right? So like, all right, well, this, this is going to cause a problem if you do this. And like, this burst feels really good at this particular moment, but then for the rest of the fight, if it's a 10-minute fight, it sucks because it misaligns. And they're like, well, mm -hmm. we didn't really consider that, but we'll bring it up and we'll take your feedback into consideration. Then nothing happens, and you're like, well... Yeah, where did it go? May, I, I see why you could be like, just deal with it because we know better mm -hmm. or not. Most of the time, they're pretty good about being yeah. like, okay, we'll take your feedback, right, if people are loud enough about it. But you do, you also don't want to insult them and be like, well, yes. you know... But it, it's, it's a hard balance. But we, we did give a lot of good feedback, but a lot of it didn't make it through... Um, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because I feel like, like you're saying, Rook, yeah, now we're in a situation where balance is just in shambles. But on paper, it looks great. Yeah, on paper, it looks right? awesome. Like, like everybody's doing two-minute bursts. Yeah. Everybody's viable. Look at all these jobs we have. Mm -hmm. There's always a melee arranged in a caster. We hit the sweet spot. There's always mm -hmm. a, a shield healer, and there's always a regen healer. Things are perfect, man. Yeah. So good. Uh, and then we talk about taxes. Yeah, air quote. Uh, and we go into movement. So this one is very interesting in that I don't think it was specifically called out in the response, but it's something that we definitely know is a thing just due to, like, okay, let's look at Black Mage, right? Let's look at Black Mage versus everyone else. Um, why do they do the most damage? Is it... Is it complexity, which is another tax we'll talk about, which they say definitely is, but the complexity of Black Mage isn't the rotation, I don't believe. Well, there are some cursed transpose lines that I won't get into. Like, there's some real optimization craziness. True. But it's that movement. Go Black on. Mage relative, right? Yeah. yeah Black exactly. Mage relative have been real strats for many years. Oh, absolutely. Yep. But now, not yep. so much. Yep. But I, I, not I think Black Mage is more mobile than people think it is. Absolutely. It really is. like, And now with the all cast. the stuff they've added in, right? I yeah. mean, being able to move around <laughs> is much easier as a black mage than it used right. to be. But yes, I mean, that damage, the trade-off, right? Mm -hmm. Mobility versus um, right. damage potency. So yeah. if you can really figure out when you're going to plant and where you're going to move and exactly where you need to stand. And I like that design. I like the idea of a mm -hmm. strategic thinker you know turret style dps which mm -hmm. is which is great um but yeah it, it does lead us into many problems where when we see this being as the main determining factor right. especially in many fights where i mean i mean 
You know what? Yeah. It's like a good yeah. black mage is going to figure it out. <laughs> and they kind yeah. of design around that because they don't want black mages to not do the fight. <laughs> right. So... And Well, you also have black mages that figure it out versus a samurai and a reaper who can't choose to figure out a swift cast for their Midari and their yeah. communio, right? It's true. Yes. And that's the thing. So we start getting into, okay, so there's there's move, there's people who can move, fizz range. Just going to say it. They can move at all times. Hard machinist, dancer, and summoner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> who knew that there were four now? It's great. I, well, I wonder when we're going to get two more casters. Um, maybe next. But because of that, you go, okay, so they're going to handle those mechanics out there. Because melee have to be close. They have to do positionals. Sometimes. Um, less <laughs> than before. But the focus became uptime strats. So this has been a thing. This is always a thing. You're always going to look for uptime for your melee in every MMO that exists. While uptime is a thing. Everyone has it. But as we've seen through the expansions, we've seen this easing of, let's say, mechanical difficulty for melee, I'm going to say. Um, this idea of infinite uptime and the huge hitboxes. Are you boxes. getting ready? Are you getting ready uh, to toss people under it? No, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, all right? Do it. It's fine. Do it. It's fine. I might. But this idea of having to have infinite uptime and the large hitboxes and the omnidirectional bosses, like, what, what are positionals for at that point? Well, and also easing the amount of difference between landing your positionals or not. Yes, that's true. It, it, it you want to you want a difficult time? Go do. Okay, we said it was easy earlier. You go yeah. fight Garuda while a tank is pulling Garuda across yep. the arena, and its hitbox is like this big. Yep. And that was that was planned for back in the day as an extra difficulty. And you know, in some of the explanations, um, we had the. The explanation of the adjustment where we go into these taxes, one of the things that they said was they are reducing the difficulty for tank and melee DPS in the mechanics of these fights this tier. This is something that they said that they did. And you can really see that in the huge hitboxes. I mean, there's there's things on Twitter, like you can definitely find it. Someone had Shiva versus, I believe, Hegemony, um, P6S. And it's like, they're the same model almost. Like they look almost the same size. Why is she so huge? Our samurai. Dummy yeah. thick. You Dummy know. Thick. You guys know what I'm about to say. Our freaking sure. samurai just decided one night he was gonna in, in seven, he was just gonna jump mm -hmm. around the whole time like a bard who just started. Yeah. They can and now. You can. Yep. Just, just jump around. And I I, fin <laughs> I had to tell him to stop. I'm like, okay, you're distracting people. You're being crazy. Stop. Yep. Stop it. No, but he literally did. And the thing yeah. is, I don't even think it affected him. No, he just no. stands no. extra still for the cast. Yeah, and he just jump, 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 jump all over the arena. Right. And we get into, okay, so positionals are hard, so we're easing it. And there's also true north, right? Which should be an equivalent to swift cast. You're looking at that mechanical complexity and you're removing it for a certain amount of time. For casters, it's one cast. Triple cast is a different thing. But True North is, okay, for a while, positionals are free. You can press that anytime you want. On casters, Red Mage, you could press it. It's in your opener, right? You need it in your opener. Um, but you can use it anytime. You can you have dual cast. As summoner, your swift cast is not a DPS cooldown anymore. Um, it, it can be for for um, slipstream, but when it like was twice for Ifrit, the fight, you use it yeah. to catch the potion at the very end. Exactly, and that's yeah. it. It used to be used for Ifrit. 
because it would be easier to skip one of those casts. But then the devs actually changed how Ifrit operated to give it the same cast and recast and to give it more damage so you would de-incentivize just doing it, like just swift casting it. So it seems to be something that they design against as well. Not only so, that, mm-hmm. the, the freaking uh, True North casts, it's, it's not like a hit the button, you get one time. It's a timer. Yeah. You get a countdown. Sure. You could do several, posi- not even positionals during that time. Yeah. The way they that our melee talk about it is like, I only have so many casts. No. <laughs> I mean, there's still difficulty. Like, there's still going to be difficulty, but there's this imbalance here between the things that you can use to get rid of your mechanical complexity on either side. And then we have the whole fact that the double melee meta is the meta, period. Yeah, well, when was the last time you saw a boss have to get moved out of the middle? <laughs> I mean, Correct. Yeah. This expansion, when's the last time you saw that? If In P1S, if you accidentally, like if you didn't gap close your, your uh, pitiless flails, then the boss mm-hmm. would walk out of center and then jump back middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phoenix, you could pull it off if you yeah. wanted to like pre-position something. But other than that, you want the boss in the center, and it's so big that you can. Yeah. And you can reach from everywhere. You know, I'm not going to talk about P7. That one that one truly gets me, because it's like, you can be anywhere and attack, period. Well, even in really Ultimate, matter. right? Yeah. Where yeah, in Ultimate do you move any of the bosses in DSR? Nah. <laughs> it's... And it... Mm. One of one of my complaints when I heard uh, people bring this up uh, about oh, your range, you can just go to the edges. It's fine, okay. But I'm out there and I'm not getting shields and I'm not getting heals because mm-hmm. all of you melee are way the heck out also, and I can't get closer because we're all about to be hit with a circular AOE. Mm-hmm. Can't kill you, you'll kill me. Can't get closer. Well, that, that can't became your movement, right? Yeah. Yes. Your movement tax has been reduced from doing a mechanic to being out for a spread. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. In, with these giant hitboxes. Everybody is like, oh, well, I need to be way out. No, 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 please. Just scoot in. And that's just, that's a skill thing, too, as well. That's right. Like, tell sure. your melee to stop fucking up. But. <laughs> I, you know, I was watching earlier, uh, Ren, as you were doing P6S, like optimization. Yep. And that, uh, the the uptime. The uptime trash is so clean. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's free, so too. It's, it's so clean. And free. there are spots on the ground. There's always, I'm going to tell you right now, there are yeah. always places on every arena of every fight that exists that you can use that you don't need waymarkers for. Mm-hmm. Waymarkers help, but there's always something on the ground you can use. And it was yeah. only a matter of time before people found good uptime for everything. Literally everything. Um, so we've talked about movement. We see the problems there. We could talk about solutions in a bit. But the la- last bit of tax that I, I really wanted to talk about was the complexity tax. Because they said that easy versus hard is a is a spectrum that they think about. Um, how much should that count? What do you consider to be hard? Right. Do you consider it's a high CPM to be hard? Right. Because Gunbreaker is... like, it, it, Let's say you were to take Gunbreaker and Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Because Paladin Warrior is very low CPM. Dark Knight yeah. is a lot of key presses, but it's the same key presses, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to use a lot of shadows. You're going to use a lot of this, a lot of that. Gunbreaker has a lot of continuation, but again, it's just all the same buttons. Mm-hmm. Or would you say Ninja is more complex because it has a lot of mudras and you have to remember the combinations? Right. It's You get into complexity and it's so subjective that it's it it has zero to no meaning at that point. Yeah, some jobs are easier to execute. I'm sitting here as a summoner. 
And I have said very, very many times that I would have to really try to screw up. I mean, yes, you have to uh, have your correct sequence. Like, you don't want to do effort at certain times. That's cool. But one of the biggest issues here is that complexity of jobs changes without any warning, without any real consent in any way. Of course, we don't consent to most things. It's a game. It just It is given to us. We give our, our feedback. But Summoner used to be thought as one of the harder jobs. It never was. It never was all that hard. Don't tell anybody it never was that hard. It just pets sucked. But now, because of the reclassification of it as an easy job, and Reaper as well, right? Reaper is a bit easier than the other ones. You only have two positionals, blah, blah, blah. Not to count, like, double and shroud. And, but you and also have to think about, like, 30 seconds in advance and know what yes, you're going to do. Exactly. But conceptually, I guess, on paper, it's not a big deal, because just do it. Just do Same it, Same thing right. with Paladin. Paladin's seen as something that's a little bit easy, but it's the spreadsheet tank. Yes, it is. Like, you have to know what you're doing. So it's one of these things where it's completely out of alignment, and it can change. You can go from, and I did go from, a class that could compete with everyone to a class that is literally hard-capped below every melee. For, yeah, but you're yes. good in UCOB. Yeah, that's right. Go back in time and you're great. That's good. Go back to <laughs> 70, because Summoner on a whole is a level 70 job where everyone else is at level 90. I've said that a few times. Like it's the complexity. That way, in that I case, mean, Reaper you... really does only get two buttons at level seventy. So yeah, fine. exactly. It's, it's going to be yeah. fine. So uh -huh. it also depends on what you're doing. Like dancer, yeah. dancer is an easy job. Mm -hmm. I hit the button. I hit the buttons in the right order. I do them very quickly. Uh, just like smash my keyboard and uh, I'm done with my burst. Mm -hmm. Uh, put me in the middle of something where I need to move around a lot. I have to still look at the procs and I miss that one and I miss this button and well, that sucks for me. And that could be a skill thing, but mm -hmm. depending, just that's an example, depending on what you're doing at the time uh, and and the RNG-ness of your job, it suddenly mm -hmm. becomes more difficult. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think difficulty will literally always be subjective because yeah. the challenges that are unique to each person, their inherent intuitive ability to learn, to adapt, to change, um, any other considerations they have to take into account. I mean, yes, that will make something harder for you than others. Mm -hmm. For me, in the past, when they have designed classes within a scale, the ones to me are oftentimes the ones that we refer to as like higher skill ceiling, which typically mm -hmm. means that the class itself is less straightforward. So mm -hmm. you have to get an understanding of how certain things dovetail together like a puzzle almost you know mm -hmm. if i use this on this together do that i get increased potency this thing it affects that thing it changes this it so you know like for me i i always found one of the most exceptional i i really did i've talked about how much i loved astrologian particularly stormblood mm -hmm. era no but to me yeah. that was so fun because it was like a multi-channel brain puzzle. You know, like mm -hmm. you're going through stuff and you're just doing your normal things, but then you have this constant background running. What do I have? That'll increase that. I could do that. I could get a spread. I could put this over here. Between this, I'm going to flip that card over. Then I'm going to go this over is here. This trash. So burn it. Yeah, but then you're like, trash, okay, well, is this person in their Bahamut window or are they yeah. not, right? Like, mm -hmm. or Are you going to play the other type of healer? Because you were two jobs. Mm -hmm. You were a shield healer and a regen healer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I liked those. Yeah, yeah, the decisions, the ways those affected it, the way that cumulatively, yes, it probably did take you longer to really learn the class and really get intuitive with it. Mm -hmm. But as you did, you found you could multitask like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think that that is the example in my mind of what 
is a, a, a difference between, I don't like to call them easy or hard classes, but like a simple versus complex job. Mm -hmm. And simple can also carry that weight with it. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with a simple or straightforward is maybe a better yeah. one. A straightforward class where beginner you know, friendly, beginner right? Friendly. Yeah, beginner friendly. Like I would say, warrior is a very beginner friendly job. Oh yeah. You just started Final Fantasy fourteen. You want to play something? Play white mage. Play play mm. warrior. Those are not too bad. They have a couple yeah. of buttons. You'll pick it up. Yeah. The logic is clear. It's usually pretty linear. You have an mm -hmm. idea, right? Um, you can pick it up and be effective with it pretty quickly. Now, when we look at all of this within the idea of a complexity tax. It's really hard here because mm -hmm. as we have seen, I actually think the biggest factor in this is oftentimes the exact thing that you were outlining at the start, Aldino, the trickle down effect in communities. Mm. Because something is harder and proficient players, again, using this as a relative term, proficient players who can learn the logic, do the button presses fast enough, do whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Can get a certain higher potency out of it. Um, that oftentimes means that every single person will be told to play that class. Right. <laughs> Does that mean... Even if it's a mismatch. Yes. Even if it's not a class that gels with them, even if the actual potencies that they are churning out are nowhere near what that higher skill ceiling would give, you will see that affect the community. So in those regards, I think them simplifying down classes to streamline them more hasn't been a bad thing with that in mm. mind. But for my own player enjoyment, and especially in a game that literally spans entire eras of our lives because it's an <laughs> MMO, I want to have some things that are, it's going to take me a little while to learn. And sure. I want to be able to get really good at something long term. So refer to as the brain sparklies. I need yeah, the brain sparklies. But, but they do want things to be as accessible as possible, which true. means complexity must be sacrificed. Yes. It's true. I so just it's think. A back and forth. Oh, I was just saying, it's yeah. a back and forth, but it is one of those things where I think you cannot have it so that everybody does the same, but some classes you have to work 10 times as hard to get that same. Mm -hmm. I just don't that think was, it feels good. You yeah. play White Mage. Mm -hmm. That was you for three years last expansion. Well, I worked yeah. my butt off to optimize tank and you press glare and beat the tanks for an entire yeah. expansion. <laughs> and I Unreasonable. Second of it. I, I rained my blood lilies upon the field and reaped obscene numbers, and I loved yeah. it. When um, I, at yeah. the end of a raid night, when I go, ah, yes, that was a clear, how did I do? I'm going to consult the imaginary abacus. Okay, I'm a, I'm a good number. Who's, oh, yeah, that's a samurai at 16? That beat me at 61? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. My DPS relative to them literally doesn't matter. If I could play Samurai at a half capacity, I would destroy my own DPS, right? Yep. And the complexity of Samurai at half is probably comparable to Summoner at full. I'm just going to say probably. Because Summoner or, uh, Samurai is hard to optimize. I'm not going to lie. It is. There's, there's a lot to go into. You could get your stickers, pop yep. your stickers... And continue. And just do the damage. And, you know, that segues kind of neatly into the next one. And I'm oh, I'm sorry to even put this on here because it's just going to be fun to dance around. So in this imaginary abacus. Job. Yeah, it's true. In this imaginary abacus that uh, we all consult from time to time, there are some numbers. Uh, and <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> there are some numbers out there. And uh, one of them is called... Our DPS, which is 
how that imaginary abacus ranks everyone by default, just in general. And there's a DPS, which is another number that we'll explain in a sec. That is just most of the time, sometimes, especially for uh, selfish classes, a bigger number. What do they mean and why do you use them is something that a lot of people don't go into. So let's go to this explanation real quick. A DPS. If you see that in the imaginary abacus, um, it's actually called adjusted DPS, right? A lot of people call it active or actual. It's whatever, who cares? But that is just the simple count of your damage plus what you got from buffs, right? So if you think about that, it's your damage plus what you got from buffs. People who get buffed more have a higher number, right? And it also takes away... Well, ADPS doesn't take anything away, but you just get that number. So for selfish classes, that's kind of what you look at, right? That's what you need to look at for selfish classes because they're not contributing to anyone else to this other number. Everybody, everybody get that, right? That makes perfect sense. And how are you feeling? Did I did I miss up? That's good. No, 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 no. You keep describing okay. these fake numbers. Okay, I'll keep describing these fake numbers. We cannot uh, endorse the use of imaginary uh -huh. abacuses. Yes, we cannot. I think theoretical. I think the concept you just created sounds great in theory. <laughs> yes, doesn't it? Isn't it awesome if we had that? Uh, and then there's another imaginary number called RDPS. Now, remember, this is the one that you get categorized by by default. Now, this is really this is the one that matters because it's the one you see. Yes, exactly. That's the only thing that ever matters. Exception is reality, right? So, <laughs> raid contributing DPS is all of your personal damage, all the buttons that you pressed, all of the damage you contributed to everyone else. So, let's say you're that dancer and you buffed everyone. Your RDPS number is going to go up. It also subtracts the damage that other people gave to you, right? So, it's a more fair number in theory. Because it takes into account, okay, I gave the party this much, I took this much, this is my true contribution to the raid, 100%. And it is a good metric to use for those less selfish jobs to see, okay, what am I actually bringing? Because my ADPS imaginary number would be lower, because I do less damage. But I contribute more, so it's good to kind of have that balance. But that is so incredibly flawed. Because this is what we have in this imaginary abacus. Yeah. Is it even what the devs are looking at? That's a no, question that the, I've had the for devs a long are time. running two tanks with White Mage Sage, with uh, double samurai machinist and black mage, <laughs> then either metric is gonna be the same. Exactly. Right. It's one of those things where are we completely off about the way we even look at this in the first place? It's a great metric, and this imaginary abacus is awesome. I'm just gonna say it. I love it in general. I like the idea of having a way to know what your damage is. That would be cool if we had one. The same. Um, but are there even any better metrics, right? And in my search, because I, I wanted to do some research before this, I've seen some people talk about a few things. And this is where I have to introduce the third number that this imaginary abacus introduced not too long ago, in fact, which is NDPS. And people look at that and they go, what the heck? There's no DPS. Yeah, no DPS. I only heal. Yes, exactly. And this is, as they call it, neutral DPS. So this is your damage dealt independently. No addition of other people's buffs or buffs you gave to anyone else. This is just you. 100% you. The end. It would take out, it would be a DPS 
minus what you took from the buffs, basically. So this one is kind of completely neutral, as they say. And this is a good one for people... How am I going to put... Dancers, bards, buffers, things like that, who have a party that might not be as powerful under buffs, right? It's a good way to see how much am I actually people who pug. Or people who pug. That's that's what Alden was trying to say, for people who pug. Exactly. People who don't have that level of... You have best in slot, you just joined a clear party Mm -hmm. for P5, everyone's in crafted gear, and you're not going to do as much as that speedrunning static. Yep, you're you're imaginary on DPS You want to know if you're pushing all your buttons. Yep. It's generally a bad thing if you look at your RDPS and it's a number and you look at the NDPS and that percentage is higher. That's usually a bad sign, right? Not for you, but for your group. So that's another way to kind of look at this. And this is cool that we have all these metrics. But I then saw... Yeah, well, it'd be cool if we did have all the metrics. You're right. I like your theory. Uh, Yeah, it's a great theory. One of these days, someone's going to put it in, right? Someone's going to do do it. Please, Yoshi P, one day, it'll happen. So, so you're saying you're wondering how the devs think about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they just think about total damage in a composition dealt to the boss. Right. Which would be kill time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which That's yeah. how I would think about it. Speedrun meta, in my opinion. Like you're asking the wrong person, because if it were sure. up to me, default would be speedruns. I have and a that's... weird feeling. I have no idea if this is right at mm-hmm. all. That they would just go for neutral DPS. Because I mean, you just go for whatever deals the most to the boss, right? You'd be I like, mean, all right, well, are, we're mm-hmm. all going to burst together, except for this person who needs to get an extra use here with this kill time, and then we're going to cheese limit break for this, <laughs> which is something that obviously people didn't think about. No. I mean, I feel like if they're trying to make it so that you aren't dependent on any one specific thing, right? To mm-hmm. me, it feels like they would be looking at that kind of data. But of course, they have to account for things like the buffs. I, I mean, I have no idea. It is interesting to think about, right? Yes. Because our priorities as players and their priorities and tools as developers, because they have mm. real abacuses that they can yes. use. They as have a part real abacuses. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is really interesting to think about how they perceive this versus mm. how we receive and experience it. Right. And it's just one of those questions that I, that I've had for a while. And you know, there, there are other numbers. I, I, to me, I really like the kill time argument. I, I am with you there. A hundred percent, because that is the result of everything that you have done as a group. I really like that. And then you get to the individual and you can go from there. There's also this idea, and forgive me, it's going to get a little algebra, but not too much. I'm going to limit it. You have your imaginary ADPS, which is your full, everything you did, just a number. You have your RDPS, which is what you contributed and what was contributed to you. And then you have this personal. Now, theoretically, and I've seen this on the internet, and I, I agree with it somewhat, if you were to put those first two together, all of the damage that you did, plus all of the damage that you did, plus buffs and you know minus what you gave to people, and then take out your individual contribution, what you'd be left with is a somewhat bare-bones metric of how much you contributed in general, and kind of how much you contributed under buffs, because ADPS kind of fits that, because it's the result, right? It's the result without thinking about it. It's interesting. I don't know that that's uh, the best way. It's kind of hard to understand, and I think that there's some outliers there without, once again, without getting to algebra. I don't want to do that. But it's just going to show that we don't have a perfect way, right? And you've got to look at different imaginary numbers for jobs to really feel what you're actually doing um 
And it's just, it's so hard for us to get to the bottom of it that these community misconceptions or misalignments with the devs will never change. We will never know. There's a bigger issue, though. Yeah. With people who, so I mean, it's FF logs. People know it exists. Yeah, of course. We're not endorsing it, but it no, exists. It exists. The larger issue is that the community ends up swaying because at the end of the day, the person running the website is trying to do their best to mm -hmm. you know, make everyone happy. The community sways into more imaginary situations, which are literally imaginary, right? We're <laughs> saying theoretically imaginary, but then they'll be like, well, well, these ads shouldn't count because then people will play like Ugh. idiots to pad yes. them. And like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, well, if they don't count, I'm not going to kill them. So then we'll keep wiping. Okay, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, well you shouldn't have this buff count because then people are going to misplay into it and like, okay, that makes sense. Well, now that it doesn't count, we're going to misplay the other direction. Okay, well, that doesn't count. It all gets blown a little out of proportion. But at the end of the mm -hmm. day, you're no longer even... And they're like, well, there's downtime, so that shouldn't count. Yeah, that shouldn't Because now people are only going to sandbag mm -hmm. or find people going for first-time clears and get it that way. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, you end, up, you end up in a situation where it's a fake fight. Yeah. You're not even... You're no longer even measuring up your own standings and the actual encounter in the game you're just like here's this part of the fight and then if we took out all the bells and whistles and fancy stuff and mm -hmm. i don't like broccoli exactly. that's what i want can i just parse my opener yeah can i just do that is that okay <laughs> that's probably where we're gonna go in the future like uh it's fine yeah, just parse that's that's kind of like that's kind of like where we're at yeah it's true sort of and then people are just true. farming crit and mm-hmm before uh, it was really, really uh, prevalent, I remember looking for, for people for static and just having them do their opener in front of me. Was enough, yeah. right? You're like, yeah, wow, cool. That's awesome. Okay, That's actually what, what we did back in Gordius. We're like, okay, yep. you, you know how to push your buttons. You're great. Yeah. But you need you need these people who want to parse, by the way. You need you these do. people who want to optimize because if, you you only, if the only people in Party Finder are people without statics who do not care about their damage, you will be miserable. Mm -hmm. You will not clear. So you should be thankful that you have people who just got their shiny new weapon and they want to go in because you know what? They're going to do what they need to do and they're going to mm -hmm. be a contributing factor. And if you have deaths, you're more likely to clear with them than you are with, with people who can't push their buttons. Exactly. Uh, maybe they'll be greedy, but yeah. it's walks of life for everybody. Uh, honestly, though, I wonder if the devs are completely aware. Like, obviously, they have metrics mm -hmm. to view damage, right? Yeah, of course. If I were thinking about this, and I wanted the race to be competitive and exciting, and you wanted those, like, screen fading to black clears, mm -hmm. I might be aware that some jobs just suck and mm -hmm. just have it be that way. Or do I take the worst comp, make it so that they can clear together, and then people play the meta jobs, and the race and is boring? Yeah. Right. So I almost wonder if it's intentional. They're like, well, for the majority of players, in like two or three weeks, they'll be fine. Mm -hmm. On a grand scheme of six months, it's fine. Yes. And that, I think that they just has. Pick a midpoint, though. You know? I think they did last year, but they also designed the first year to be a little bit weaker. I think they're just, like they said, they overtuned this one. I believe yeah. that. It just, I think that's fine. Yeah. It's just because of the overtuning, we're uncovering. Issues that a lot of the community knew, but it's becoming a bigger focus for everyone now, and people are reacting to it. These were already there. These issues, these were underlying issues, right? They exist. They've always existed, but anyone can clear on anything because it was tuned in that way. But now, yep. even their tuning knobs ha are having trouble adjusting to the meta that they've created. We also had backup options before. Yeah, absolutely. Like 
for example, if you're like, okay, well, we got to go do Suzaku so we can go get our weapons because we're at a wall. Mm -hmm. We can go do that. Now it's like we had the Barbarigia weapons going in. Yeah. Right? Or it's like, well, you know, we're going to break for the night. Let's run an expert or three so we can get our right side piece and and at least have a tone piece. But before it was like you were just in crafted and whatever dropped. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. You so, know, learning experience. We yeah, knew it wasn't going to be smooth, or at least yeah. I, I did. If anybody yes, else thought exactly. that this was going to be completely seamless, then there's grass outside. Touch yeah. it. <laughs> it's it. It sucks that they've kind of painted themselves into this corner. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they can get out of it, but it is it's a tougher climb than a lot of people are, are have thought about it before we've uncovered these, right? The community was aware, like, in certain spaces, but now it's everywhere. Everyone's making a video about it. Everyone's take, uh, talking about it. And this is why it's going to be addressed. Constructive yeah, or constructive criticism is what we need to do. Like, we need to talk about these things. So then that gets into how how would what do we, how do we do this? How do we fix this? How do they fix this? Right. And I only have a few things here. Right. And I figured we would talk a little bit about this. I know. You know, I don't know how long we're going to go after this. It looks like we could uh, go for a few more hours, but I don't know. Uh, so the first you thing... You know what? You, you talk about the next point for three minutes. I'll talk about it for about 90 seconds. Rook, you can talk about it for like two and a half minutes. And then, and then <laughs> yeah, you we'll know go. what? Zen, if you want to come in and talk about it for 45 seconds after, and we'll just... Eventually, we'll sync up our conversation at six right, minutes. Six minutes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, perfection. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so this two-minute meta that we were just talking about, do we do this? Do we return to 90, 180, yes. 45? Yes, you agree? Yes. Okay. You I screwed think so my too. blood fest. I want it back. <laughs> you are not wrong. Like, when I started to look at Gunbreaker, I'm like, wait a second. That doesn't seem fun. Why is that there? What? Boring. Yeah. I don't get it. I want to break down Gunbreaker real quick for anybody yeah. in chat. So you have, you have a 60-second rotation. And you get 25 GCDs in those 60 seconds. It's not exactly 25, yeah. but it's close enough. Nine of those GCDs are in your burst window. Of those mm-hmm. nine GCDs, you need, well, three to four cartridges to get them. That means yeah. you also have a gnashing fang window outside of your No Mercy. So you have nine GCDs there, plus your extra gnashing fang. That's 12 GCDs. You have 13 left over, right? For mm-hmm. those four cartridges, you need to do your combo four times to get that. That's 12 GCDs. You have one GCD mm-hmm. left over. Meaning you can't really screw up. Yeah. With the 90 second blood fest before you could if and that's just not that's not even screwing up downtime, right? Or yeah, you downtime. die. So blood fest on 90 seconds before al- allowed you to be more versatile yeah. with death or downtime or just I mean, playing. You could for me and this happens a whole lot, you know, you're just like in that window, you have these numbers of GCDs. You only have one that you can mess up and someone is about to get hit and you know and you're like, oh, I could use my cool cool heart of corundum and really save them but that might make me clip this gcd that's ah, going to make it you and yeah. everything's to next expansion everything's going to have a continuation oh yeah most likely you're right i mean that's that's the expansion that we're seeing so if we were to move back to it are there really any downsides other than the skill ceiling somewhat expanding no I don't think so. I think you put yourself back in a situation where creativity is born. Yeah. Rotations can be changed, which means that there is optimization to be had. And so right now they, they did it for the sake of complexity, right? But yeah. if you mess up at all, 
then you're you're going to be out for the rest of the fight the entire yeah which means that and it's easy to just say play perfectly right but if you're thinking about these entry-level raiders they're going to play less optimally and less consistently than people who have been playing the game for a long time they're more likely to make mistakes which means you're punishing them more if you think about it Mm -hmm. on paper it looks fine but then you actually get into the real world where mistakes are going to be made you know maybe i got a knock on my door maybe i got a phone call maybe i'm just not good yet yeah you're gonna make mistakes and the other side of it comes to they made all these two minute burst windows but potions are still four and a half minutes which means that you're getting one at four and a half and then one at nine yes 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 it's so so awkward i agree i mean even if they don't want to strictly move back to 1980 i mean whatever they would want to do i do potions four (laughs) yeah i do think that the two minute meta is not something that I want to see become a backbone and script mm-hmm. for design of every single class from here on out. Like, how are we going to structure the class? Well, we have to make it fit with a two-minute burst <laughs> window, so I guess we'll script it like this or script it like that. I, I How think many different ways how... can you make a job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that just sounds like the most, uh, I don't know, inspiration-robbing thing yeah. that you could do. It, it's so, I feel like just making that some kind of formula for yeah. every class moving forward is not the way to go. So yeah. I definitely think we need to get rid of it or do something. We made something. it work before. We yeah, made all the rotations fit together before. And did that Years. require a little bit extra research sometimes on somebody's part? Sure. But yeah. if you Resources really care exist. about your job, go do it. Yeah. Go look. And they will there continue to exist. Yeah, there are great resources out there. You know, it. it you know, Rook, what you were saying with, it, it, it paints you to a corner. I, I'd like to say it just limits your design space, right? You can't design that job in this way. So, okay, I think we all agree two-minute meta, so that's that's feedback that we got out of this, okay, that we should destroy it. <laughs> all right, here's the next question. Casters raise tax less? Removed? Now, they already plan this for they, summoner. They want to remove it from summoner? I think yeah. that's fine. Honestly yeah. speaking, do whatever, man. If you're <laughs> only going to have... It's it's 11 jobs right now with more yeah. to come. Yeah. Two of them out of 11 can res? Yeah. Like It was it was different when it was like a couple years ago, and it was like, okay, well, there's only like eight jobs, right? Or only, mm. like, six, only like six DPS, so you have yeah. like two of them oh that can gosh. do it. What if yeah. they implemented like they have an 11 re-raise? Oh man! (laughs) (laughs) You take care of your own race. Yeah, Yeah, you do it. Well, if and and here's the the dangerous precedent that they are at, and the design space is limited so much already. What happens if you remove it from someone? Does it do as much damage as a black? Oh my god! It would need a buff so bad. It'll need to, but that's kind of what they want to get to, right? Yeah, they want it to be at that point, but then it becomes a free moving physical DPS. Exactly. With a raid buff. Yes, it becomes what machinists wish they were. Right at that point, they become the selfish caster with a buff that machinist doesn't even have. So it it then knocks against machinist. It then does Red Mage keep the raise? I could see it because Red Mages use white magic. It makes sense thematically. But if they Six. do, then they're the designated bottom. That's a question. What yeah. if what if everything became pretty bare bones this expansion mm-hmm. because at level 99 we get sub job specialization it would be don't my dream people worked up that don't <laughs> dream i mean yes that would be so fun or even if they just 
were really making space so that they could add in a different level yeah, of complexity, you know, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. It'd be great. I would love that. Yeah. yeah. Cause right now we have this here's a you wanna bet? Well we'll bet. I don't I don't think we can do that on Twitch anymore. However, fourth caster, we think there's gonna be one. Uh, sorry, third Gotta caster, someone that doesn't count anymore. It's but, it's all I would do, right? Yeah. Like they I, I don't want two jobs. One, yeah. if anything. Mm-hmm. Or the sub job thing could at least be a way where may, maybe like there's a specialization between roles or something. Yeah. So it makes the role more unique. Do they know. have a raise or do don't they? Right? With numbers, they shouldn't. Okay. How do you design that caster that will have to need to do as much damage as Black Mage, or just at least more than Red Mage and Summoner if you don't remove that raise? How do you get into that? That is such a narrow design space for yourself at that point. What did they do? Um, It's an issue, right? And I don't have a solution for that one. We would have to remove raise or, or adjust it in some way before that. Um, you know, that, that's just what it is there. Any other I'm still thoughts? Over on, here. I'm yeah. still over here being excited about sub jobs. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh my like goodness. If adding, I'm... adding more jobs, like you said, is at this point, there's so, so many. And we saw mm-hmm. just adding two this time upset the, this great balance that we had. Mm-hmm. I could see maybe adding one at a time into perpetuity, but also yeah. it's weird because they got, they got rid of the like sub job esque thing by getting yeah. rid of the, the like subclass. Yeah. Thing now everything's a role action. Yeah, but but also it's an interesting concept. I I enjoy this thought. It is giving me the brain tinglies. <laughs> right. It'd be great. You know, that that gives you once again more design space, right? Mm-hmm. What are they going to bring as that sub job? Well, if you need a raise, sub job raise. You know what I mean? Like in your specific circumstances. And of course it could expand from there. The other question is do we need to realign utility versus selfish? Like, does Machinist now get support to bring it in line with everyone else in its role? Does or Dragoon do they... get a defensive? Yeah, does Dragoon... Oh my <laughs> goodness. I didn't write that down, but I wanted to because... We, we used uh, to, like, sort of complain about this. Like, should, yeah. shouldn't the, the jobs that have uh, more, more quote-unquote support, shouldn't they only be of a little bit more damage? But honestly, I kind of... I'm tired of them making everything so samey. Mm-hmm. If if the identity and the level of fun of the job comes back by making them more different, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been interesting to see because right around the time that we've had all of this discussion with 14, mm-hmm. Guild Wars 2, uh, who in many certain areas, they have a lot of different game modes. And because mm-hmm. there are so many build possibilities for classes, balance in that game <sighs> is absolute monster it's just an absolute monster um but they just had a new team lead step in and talk a bit about their design mentality moving forward and they Mm -hmm. themselves in that talked specifically about the fact that for many years they have designed around a tax system just like this Mm -hmm. and that they have made these certain trade-offs and as they went through it they were saying but we realized that because of how you build and all the other stuff that's involved Mm -hmm. in this right the only thing this does is make people feel bad (laughs) and that it really is it's not sustainable it's only sustainable for what it's meta right yeah so they themselves just recently i think and i'll be very curious to see how this actually pans out i have Mm. no idea but this will be an experiment into that kind of horizon because Mm -hmm. they said we have decided to remove the tax 
and yeah. that for you know moving ahead in design that it's something that we do feel is antiquated in like mm -hmm. a perception of how this has to be in games and so they're removing that now how they account for that how they don't yeah. make that i don't i guess wildly op how they deal with that i have no idea exactly but it is something that i'll be i will be keeping an eye on yeah. i'll let everybody yeah. know as we go through Honestly. because that's pretty exciting for us because mm -hmm. we know we know that our dev team looks at other games and yeah. and the choices that they made and how they've affected yeah, they should. So if this works out for Guild Wars too, I definitely could see them trying it in fourteen. Mm. I mean, well, Zen, you play Fizz Range, right? What's your mm -hmm. class? What's your favorite dancer? Mm -hmm. Would you stop playing dancer if it did the same exact damage as Monk or as no. Red Mage, or would you just keep playing dancer? And the first one, same same damage as Monk? No, I would play that, yeah. yeah. Red Mage? Um, I mean, if every single DPS job did the same damage, would you stop playing the one you no, like? No, Yeah, that, That's kind of what you have to look at, right? Like, yeah. this game is great, so if you secure job identity and everything just does the same damage, you can have complexity across the job. Some people want complexity, some mm -hmm. people don't. So you have jobs where people don't have complexity and they can play those. And you have ones where they do have complexity and they can play those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I talked in, in the past about that misalignment of effort to reward. And maybe some people might be like, okay, well, I'm playing the harder job and I'm not getting that much more out of it. Like White Mage beat to... Astro, right? Yeah, exactly. But people but still like playing that. Astro. Yeah. yeah. The job identity is the way to fix that. The fun, the the brain tingles, right? Yeah. I think and that like, it's doable. Like Brooke said easy, uh, earlier in PvP, a lot of people love the new PvP just yeah. because each job has so much identity in it now. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So the last question, and this is one of my favorite ones. So melee range mechanics we talked about, huge hitboxes, we talked about all this sort of stuff. Can there be more forced specifically melee downtime? And if so, what what mechanic would force melee downtime but not affect anyone else? Do we have examples? Because it's hard yes. to do, right? Yeah? Conflag, Strike, E6S, Fuhrer, Tanks had to walk away in Tomahawk for like 15 <laughs> seconds taking tank busters. Okay, yes. We can, we can make it hard on You could do Black right? Smokers from Leviathan and make it pick a melee. Okay, there you yeah. go. That's thinking, one um, for sure. Oh, shit. We talked you about could the do the Protean Waves on T with Living Liquid mm -hmm. where you had to have everybody's trade off and go out, right? Oh, sure. This doesn't quite apply, but a manipulator when uh, mm -hmm. it, it you plucks jailed? people up. Yeah, you got in the jail. Mm -hmm. Just specifically. Yeah, away. You give well, it a little I, bit yeah, and still I, punch I, it. I brought up uh, A7 earlier as well. We have the jails, right? So yeah. like somebody mm -hmm. picks you up and takes you away. Sure. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. I have a, it doesn't yeah. have to be like down for the count where you're stuck exactly. for four seconds yeah. not yeah. pressing a button. I have a really hot take. Yeah. Okay. Which is that I think that if they did that, right? Mm -hmm all melees would do would be upset about the fact they were forced to do all this annoying stuff that ruins their rotations. Yeah, You're I, not wrong. I hated E6S as a tank with that yeah. until we could skip it. Yeah. So, what if we just got rid of True North? Oh, boy. That's what the only well, adjustment? I mean, well, no. Because think about it. Because then, if there are mechanics like where you, or minimized it, or extended out how long, it, like the duration was, or did something, because... Mm -hmm. That makes it so that people can't cheese as much. And, like, you know, like cheese in the sense, I know sometimes you genuinely have to use it specifically for mechanics, yeah. but cheese in the sense that, like, I'm not going to even try to do the positionals because whatever, I don't need it. I've got True North and then I'm going to do this and this and this and this. 
or I mean, it, it also then does penalize more like you really paying attention to like how you can you absolutely be where you need. Does that lead to more deaths? Does that lead to more? I, I maybe I don't know. I don't play hmm. melee as a melee. It might lead towards aggression towards the tanks who have turned the boss in a way that you can't it get could. your position. Uh, I, I really think smaller hitboxes and having things where you move the boss like right now with like Ruby five. Right yeah. for car for a carbuncle. I don't know if you all do it where you split light parties on one side of the arena and the other. Yeah. Um. We only had one melee, so in progression, we actually just pulled the boss to a corner and put both tanks, the melee, and a healer in one corner. And now ah. in Party Finder, I just put both tanks and both melees in a corner, and you have enough time for the healer to come over and do the stack afterwards. So just yeah. things like that, where you can actually innovate and create uptime with strats, uh, for people willing to put the work in, that would be good. That would mm -hmm. be engaging. That would make tanking more fun. Sure. I also yeah. see in chat the uh, remove positionals, which I could see that being a thing. Like, I won't lie. Mm. It's completely removing positionals is a thing. But Basically to me, Reaper. I feel, yeah. yeah, I feel like that would require, though, almost a rework of melees in the sense that you can have, I think there is, okay, I, let me try and put my thoughts together on this. Yeah, no problem. When I think about other games where they do an equivalent of something like a melee fantasy execution kind of thing what i think about are fighter games like where mm -hmm. you're doing combos where you're chaining you know you're putting different things together um kind of like ninjas uh you know with Ninja. the different mudras and everything mm. um where you have almost more of it, that's the kind of interactive element where mm. you are combining these different things into a chain or like combining your strikes right lining up an attack um, doing something aerial, doing something low, doing something, those sorts of sure. things. The monk strikes to like that exact vital point. Um, monk meaning like not specifically just yeah. Final Fantasy 14, but like the monk archetype. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think if they removed something like that, it might require a slight rework of design sure. mentality in. And we've seen some of that sh shifting a bit with some of the redesign and how they've done things or like new interactive elements that they tried to do with monk mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But. I think they'd really have to go whole hog in it. Yeah, if they give did. It, you would, you would have to completely recreate like half the jobs. Yes. If you were going to keep them the way they were, you were going to remove positionals, you would just have to create forced downtime. Yeah. That would be the only complexity because otherwise it would just be free. I mean, for people that, if you guys think that it's artificial difficulty now, yeah. you should apply. I was a Dragoon main until patch 3.4 <laughs> and. Let's take, what was it, um, Hullbreaker? No, Sastasha Hard Mode had the Kraken at the end. Yeah. Literally, a boss that did not turn, the rear was inaccessible, mm -hmm. and if you missed a positional back then, you dropped your combo yep. completely. It. And you could not do your combo there. So we've come a long way. Yeah. I think and you'd have... I can't say it would be 50-50 because I don't know. But you'd have some people who were like, yes, it's easier. Hooray, I don't have to deal with positions ever again. And then you'd have the other people who you'd were like, people quit. what the yeah. hell? This is boring, exactly. brain-dead job now. Don't mm -hmm. want it. Mm -mm. You'd yeah. have people literally quit the game. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a tough, it's a tough, that's to me one of the toughest ones other than just reverting the hitboxes back and then letting people get the complexity of positionals out in their own way in their own skill expression with uptime strats uptime strats will never go away they literally have to exist because there are roadblocks in the way to uptime and you want to get the most damage that you can get there people are going to get around and i think that that's fun to play around i just think that it's too free right now that's it it was a little less free recreate p8s but have the boss targetable the entire time during high concepts oh my goodness <laughs> I, I don't know that the 
the way positionals are right now are necessarily a bad compromise. Yeah. They took some away and you still have some and it's mm. like somewhere it's in potency. between. Easier than yeah. it's ever been. Yeah, yeah it is right easier now. than it's ever been. It's easier than it's ever been. But I, Free I love up time, to watch. and the only thing you have positionals, and half the bosses don't even have yep. positionals. Yeah, I think that that really is the issue. But I love to watch yeah. like old school dragoons and monks still try and do their positionals. Like oh, you don't yeah. have to do that, buddy. But it's it's, it's just it's stuck cute. in your brain. <laughs> it's cute. I do it. I still yeah. my dragoon. If I go to my dragoon hop bar, I still have some of my thrusts in multiple buttons because even though it's only one button mm -hmm. for your combo starter now, it didn't used to be. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I did. Like the idea. Sorry, I just had a sudden oh, brain flash. No, yeah. yeah. Now hear me out. What if mm -hmm. we alter positionals to uh -huh. something like flanks, where if you are flanking with another player, oh. you give them some kind of buff or boost or debuff the boss instead of it being like affecting your own potencies. I think that would totally change. What, like like you trick attack the left flank? Yeah, something like that, or like so, I'm thinking like like, like a reverse Ravana situation yeah, or something. When you flank in DV, uh, in D and D, right? Oh, drawing a line through them. Yes, like when you draw a line through an enemy with another ally on the opposite side. You get advantage, yeah. You get advantage, and I I don't know. I mean, I think that would also be something they'd probably never do. Be interesting but as a concept. I like the idea, especially yeah. if there was something even off of like you know, if you're always south, you're probably. And I be thought of the same thing like that with like black mage. Imagine if your ley lines granted other casters something. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like I just think that there there could be something there where if they didn't want it to necessarily be this factor that they're taking into account mm -hmm. that they're having design fights around or that they're like compromising or like you know these things that if they wanted to instead expand out what melee does but mm. still have a sense of that strategic positioning you could have it be something like that i mean even just for maybe a new class concept where you're across from the tank maybe that does something different you're across from a healer that's on the other side and you draw a line through i don't know i have no idea but it mm. might be it's an interesting concept, concept. it's yeah. an idea i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's that's it's a it's a f it's fun to think about which is why i think it's been going through the community because it, it's such a hot topic it's fun to think about you get to stretch some of your design skills for everyone because you've been playing this game you understand there's different levels of understanding but you understand how at least you play and what would be interesting to you so that's why there's so many answers here and this last whole category uh, the last bit of this outline is but does it really matter at all because that's the question at the end of the day, right? Does it, it doesn't even matter. Like we're 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 over here molding about it, not really, but a little bit. It depends. It depends. It really does. I think the first thing I say here is no, it doesn't, because you can 100% clear on any job, with any composition within reason right now, probably. If you're good and enough, if all you do is deep dungeon. You don't even care about rating. It doesn't even matter. You craft or gather remains. That's cool. Island sanctuary remains. You're out there. Who cares, right? Why are we even talking about this? There's small number differences between jobs. Like they, they are small. I mean, I think it's maximum like 10% to 15. It might be to like seriously maximum between the top and the bottom, but I can't remember. I haven't looked at that imaginary abacus in a while. And it's going to continue to grow because of gear then um, people not having and then having, and it's just going to be weird. But yes, it's true. You can clear with any composition. It's small comparatively. You look at WoW, and those are numbers that anyone can see, and they're perfectly fine with it. And the state of WoW balance is, number one, has at least 50% more DPS than number two. And it's okay. That's fine. In WoW, 
if you're a priest, I'm about to trigger you. Power infusion. There's a single target buff that is so awesome that you can use on yourself, but you don't. No, no, no. You give it to the highest damage dealer and you go, all right, I have to. Or people fight over it. Like there are games who are in worse situations. But as we said, like these underlying balance issues aren't going anywhere if they don't fix it. That's a moving target to balance against. And at some point, I really feel, and, and it might just be me, but I really feel that we're in danger of A, last tier being literally unclearable again, completely with the composition. I don't know how we don't see that. It's going to be so hard to balance that. You say, okay, next time they just bring it down by that 1%. But what are they going to change in between, right? And can they test all of it? Next time know. we get relics to carry us. Yeah, exactly, right? And that's going to add... Eventually. Yeah, that's going to add even more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that danger. We're never going to be able to actually know what the true DPS numbers are. We have this awesome tool in FF Logs. We do. It's it's accurate. It is, but it's to our uh, expectation, right? We think that this is the way that it works. Is it? Is it really? How do we ever know? And are they using that, you know? And then the split runs, right? Like, I, that is a fate. To me, that's a fate worse than death. Like, once again, I, I, I hurt myself. From somebody who's been doing split runs since Heaven's Ward, yeah. it's fun. Oh, is it fun for you? It, d- I mean, it depends people. on your group. Yeah. Depends for on me, your group. It's, it's fun to, to not have to do 16 weeks of getting upgrade items. That's true. That's 100% true. I mean, yeah, I'm also, a raid logger. Like, I like raiding, right? Yeah. So for me to get to do a fight twice a week with my team, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it and depends. yeah, it, it, some people aren't going to have that time. Like I said, I, literal world first and wild star for a few bosses. I nearly killed myself, like by hurting myself playing so long. 300 pulls in like a couple of hours because we were dying. I get it. And then split running on top of that. Like, it's insane. Some people like it, some people don't. It's going to make some people bounce off, and you need every endgame raider you have. I mean, I'll tell you right now. This time, we were up two hours before reset. Like, as soon as reset hit, and then, like, uh, Savage came out two hours later, we we ran the dungeon, like, 13 times. Like, Alls at Alls Legacy, like, 13 times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I personally think that for those who want to run endgame content, they mm-hmm. will always do it. They will make alts, yeah. they will run additional, they will do it, they will find a way to have fun with it, they will kit out their alts, etc, etc, etc. The problem for me is if you start getting into something where this is what you have to do mm-hmm. to even be on par with anybody else, or where, like you're saying, it's putting so many, even involuntary hours on top of mm-hmm. everything, or sheer amount of actual cost that goes into trying to do this that leads to an environment like one of the big things that we saw with wow right was there was a lot of discussion when i was casting that it was so informative to cast that race Mm -hmm. honestly because of the fact that competitors uh who wanted to race for worlds first were like literally prohibited from even getting in there to be on the streams to be in the running to be on anything not just because of time commitment right Mm -hmm. like do they have the a large enough team, alts, subs, that if they're splitting and doing all these split runs, they have enough people to fill them in, to give the gear, to do the stuff, to alternate the things, to even have it so that if one mm-hmm. person that's on your team can't get a drop for the class that they want, they're benched. So you yeah. have to have somebody else in there. 
So like when you start looking at the way that it can start to go, it creates all these gateways, including the actual financial costs, like both in game currency and out of game currency, where many of it the becomes an actual job, right? Yeah, yeah it's it an actual, actual job. job. And like, that's not going to be the case for the vast majority of players. But when we start looking at the accessibility of the rating scene, as well as the visibility of things like even being able to be in the game to try if your your teams in 14, and you're like, I don't know, why don't we just try for race to world first this time? You can do that. I mean, I think even at this point with splits and things the way they are, you can do that and try to do that and commit to it. And of course, you're going to have to commit to a lot yeah. for that, but you can versus literally not even being able to be in the running because you don't have thousands of dollars mm. or thousands upon thousands of hours and a guild that has 10,000 people. Yep. And like, you know what I mean? So I think that it's okay, but I do worry about it mm -hmm. because um, I never want... One of the things I always praise about 14 is the fact that really so much of the fights and one of the things i even spoke about while i was casting the race to world first we watched as teams who should be casting prog literally for days we're just running a dungeon a hundred mm -hmm. times and people were get those in. bind on equips and stuff yeah. right people were coming in like why aren't they actually doing the fights that came out and all that those raiders wanted to do was do the fights that right. came out right so but they, they were doing this required progression mm -hmm. yes. and the 14 homework. has been so good about that where if you want to engage with these fights you do your prep ahead of time you get in there like you can start raiding and i i just hope we don't push too far beyond that mm -hmm. i actually think the week delay was nice i enjoyed having a little more time sure. and being able to unlock oh yes please please keep, keep that the, the keep same the every single time <laughs> i could tell you right now the single best part about that was not like you like raid day happens savage goes live servers are on and you get in seven out of eight one person i'm 1500 in queue okay mm -hmm. we'll see you in 45 minutes yeah and you can't start it's so like best part about it was actually being able to be online and play it was yeah. so good and the other thing is like a big difference from wow right so i i race i mean i, I would like to win and I, i've placed highly in a few races mm -hmm. but my number one thing is doing the fights blind so like not yeah. having a public test realm is actually something i love mm -hmm. because you can only solve the puzzle once yes hmm. it's and it's that aspirational content right to me an mmo is sick if there is no aspirational content, if you don't see someone in some gear and go, oh, how do I get that? And it gets you to hop across that barrier that people see. I'm too casual. I can never do that. You can look at them. They're doing it. And when you put barriers in place, your MMO starts to die. Don't at me, wild players. You know, it's true, <laughs> right? Like that's <laughs> part of this issue. Oh, the, the barriers being your skill level, I think is yes. fine, right? That's like, fine. like, like take Yukov, for example, you're like, wow, that's a shiny weapon. Where do you get that? And you're like, well, it's from the Unending Coil of Bahamut. It's the highest difficulty. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, well, it's harder than, than extremes. I'll never do it. I think that's fine, right? You're like, yeah. practice, you'll get good enough, yeah. do it. But something like 30 hours of prep time in order to get in. Yeah, that's. You can't, you can't do it. And that dissatisfaction at the top, the top end, this is how it does trickle down because it's dissatisfaction at the high end and people go, how do I get in the rating? And they go, you don't want to do that. Right. You're going to have to farm this for a while. Yeah. Right. And it's going to be a lot of like remedial. Like it's, it's just a lot of work. And you're like, I yeah. don't want work. I want to, I want fun. Yeah. I want to play a video game. You know what I mean? And it, it, this is why we're talking about this. And my last bullet point, and I and I mean this 100%. The other reason that this matters is machinist. Just the whole job of machinist, not because it is it is you can clear with it. And it is it can be fun. 
But because of the community perception, people who get into it are like, yeah, I love it. They hear that it's crap. They go, oh, I'm playing that job that nobody likes. I At least the invited. other week, jobs have something. Yes. Red Mage has reses. Paladin mm-hmm. has extra mitt for the party. Like everybody's yeah. got Reaper even has like a heal over time that they can prompt, yeah. right? And I guess the job feels a little fun to play, but Machinist is like, why are you here? Yes. What are you doing? I just and if you have high ping, know. why? Mm-hmm. Everybody in chat know this doesn't say just Machinist. It says Machinist sad face. Yes, there is it a does sad say face. Machinist sad face. I mean, yeah. it's it's so it really is a problem that they have to fix and. Because they didn't say anything specifically about Machinist in any of the communication, a lot of people were like, well, okay, well, then I guess that's it. You know, I don't, I guess it'll never change. And they go, well, am I going to change jobs or am I going to stop raiding? Well, there's already Island Sanctuary. Maybe I'll take this tier off, you know. PvP. Machinist is fine there. Yeah. You have this chilling effect on your top end group, which, yes, okay, yes, they can be. Intense. Yes, we know hardcore players can be intense and sometimes opinions from them can be strong, but they're part of the beating heart of the game just as well as casuals, right? You need everyone. And I don't mean casual as a, as a slur. I mean, people who really just play to play to go to Limsa and go, who who's here? Let me just talk to them. It trickles down all the way to them because some of those people standing there are people in their ultimate gear going, Hey, I'm just chilling. Hey, who are you? Let's talk, right? Yeah. If, already, if you start losing that. With all the content, they want to yes. hang out now too. Yeah. It's a real bummer when the PvP version of your class is like more <laughs> cool and interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, even with some of the thematic design, and I yeah. honestly am still so baffled by the fact that when they did this queen reduction, Ugh. they didn't take into account the animation for coming Ugh. in so that your timer starts literally half of it is consumed by li- just the queen being summoned into the field. They oh, it's have, Dark Knight too. Yeah. Their I mean, pet yeah. is not great. It it's is just, the worst. It's very awful. And that feels terrible because yeah. that is what you are building to in your class. That's theoretically mm-hmm. the big cool thing that you get to do. And yeah. then to have to have this moment where it's barely on the field and then you're like, what? Bye. Oh, bye. Bye. And then you go into yeah. PvP and it's like, I can crouch on the opposite end of the field and I line up my sniper shot and I look at the field and I find that one white mage. It's Rook. I'm going to kill you're her. You're dead. <laughs> right? like, you're already there's, dead. There's a sense of thematicness to that and it's fun and it's interesting and it's distinctive and you feel powerful and so really i mean with machinists we talked about how some of these things affect you know maybe just the raid community Mm -hmm. but when we have classes that do just not feel great to play period the class fantasy is maybe a little bit like "Eh." and even if you are running it in other content i mean i know Mm -hmm. people who said recently like I was running a dungeon and I had a dancer, a machinist or something, and it was like considerably longer than I normally mm-hmm. take to go through the dungeon or this or that. I mean, that creates all the way down to the bottom, a sense of like unhappiness with how mm-hmm. it feels to play, how it even feels in content outside of Endgame, how it, you know, how the fantasy yeah. sells itself to you so that you want to play it and enjoy it. So I do think machinist definitely, it needs to be added to that list. I'm like, why yeah. is Dragoon on here? But machinist yeah, like, what? what? Of classes, we're going to do alternate idea. Uh-huh. Instead of everything being balanced for raid content, what if the other content, like Bosja, like Eureka, mm-hmm. like deep dungeon stuff? What if the classes that are really weak in raids 
are really strong in the other content where they could give you extra actions and sure. stuff, other skills and stuff. I think that'd be super cool. Warrior was an amazing duelist in Bosja. Mm, an amazing right. duelist. So was White Mage. It was exceptional. So why not let those jobs that kind of suck be really, really strong there? And then there's something for everybody. Yeah. I I tend to, to rankle against that because I was a Red Mage in 11. And because of the exploits of, of one very good soloing Red Mage, Red Mage was deep sixed, right? Because Red Mage could do everything in that game. So I get that. And I, I agree with it. There's just, you know, like you can go wrong, but I think there's less to go wrong in that case. I think you're right yeah. on that. It's um, also really sad when it is your favorite job, but you maybe hate yeah. the content it's good at. That's true. Yeah. I mean, true. at that point. But it's, it's better than it being weak in everything. Yes, that's in everything. True. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the end of the outline. Um, sure I hope... I, I had so Wait, much fun in this conversation. Do we have it. anything else we we've feel we've forgotten or want to add? Yeah, anything else at all? I mean, I feel like we touched on most major yeah. things with this. I mean, this has I, been a huge topic in the community. Many people have been talking about it, podcasts. Mm. I get asked about it a ton, even on stream. Yeah. I, know, I know many of us do, right? It's something that is interesting and is important. So I think for players across the board, we all have to... Um, I mean, engage in a sense with the health of our game on all different mm. levels, right? Mm. Including something like these greater balance discussions, whether or not they immediately <laughs> affect you or, you know, maybe they are affecting you in ways you don't even know, or maybe uh, they're affecting other people and that affects the game as a whole. So it's good to talk about these things, but of course, mm. never to like lambast or... No. You know, always on. politely. Yes. Yeah, like, and that goes for anybody. If you see that sweet machinist running in their content, yeah. you let them live their best life. But yeah. it, it is something to consider. And for the future of the game, I think this is going to be a big right. crossroads for them in how they want to design, whether they can like continue yeah. to narrow things down and homogenize, or they decide to try to redesign and open and branch out in different ways. Yeah. So, I, I think with I, the um, with the rampant difficulty that we got this tier, in addition to the Savage tier, we also got Sephiroth, which is way stronger yeah. of an Unreal than Ultimate Weapon. Um, yeah. I think try to, this goes for everybody, just try to practice a little bit more patience and understanding with people who, there. you may even find somebody who's going to be an absolutely fantastic, flawless raider, doesn't make mistakes, who plays a job you don't want. You never would have gotten mm -hmm. them in there if you didn't allow the job. Okay. And you might, you might let somebody in who's like a monk main or something, and they're just greedy and just wiping you continuously. So just... Just try to be a little bit more understanding of everybody's time and effort because it's not like people are wasting your time. We're all playing the game together. It's mm -hmm. all our time. And if you do have an opinion, be vocal about it. Be constructive about it. Put it on Twitter. Go to the official forums. Talk about it in streams. Just be... Try to be part of a solution, basically. Yes. Don't be part of the problem, right? And if if you if you find yourself getting mad, just step away. Mm -hmm. Take a break. Or talk about it. Yep. If you're mad because mm -hmm. of a grievance that you have with the game, that's okay. If you're mad because you feel like somebody is just not a good player, that's not really that constructive mm -hmm. because we're all allowed to be good and bad at the game. It's open to everybody. So if somebody, maybe maybe Rook just got home from work and had a really long day and, and you spaced out two or three times on a mechanic, and to me that's just unacceptable. So get mm -hmm. out of my party. You probably bought your clear, right? No, just... Zanidra <laughs> says that to me all the time in rain. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just I like to think I'm very understanding. kind. I'm we're all I'm playing joking. Final Fantasy. I'm never playing with Zanidra after hearing that, though. Like, that's toxic. I'll do who doesn't have Zanidra. Yeah, so, it's <laughs> Look, I've pushed to talk. I, I always push to talk in raid because WoW turned me into that raider, right? 
Like I was that raider. I was on Elitist Jerks. I was making articles. I was the the DPS officer in a top 200 guild at the time in Lich King. And I was that Elitist Jerk. And I, you can't be. You cannot be that person. You can be. It's a, also a kid event, though. Yes. It's, it's also it's, 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 it's okay to be like, look, I'm sorry I called you stupid. I had a long <laughs> day. I was heated. Right. Yeah. And you own it. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's okay to get upset, especially if you're playing in a static, right? Because chances are, if you guys are in a static and you're still working on the tier and you're not done yet, you're probably starting to get a little frustrated because mm-hmm. it gets to the point where maybe maybe Zanidra's progging way faster than Rook, and that's why Rook is doing PvP, mm-hmm. right? All the time, and I don't do any of my tombstones. It's only <laughs> PvP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you show up to raid without tombstone gear, and then you get yelled at for not uh-huh. doing your tombs because you're not as committed, right? And that's... <laughs> you're going to get to those points now where it's going to start to be more glaring issues, especially yeah. when we, we're going to get the live letter. They're mm-hmm. going to probably tell us the date for 6.25, and that's when we get Criterion and stuff. Yeah. And then the fire is really going to start burning under people because they're going to want to be ready for the new content. You don't want to keep doing the old stuff. Mm-hmm. So just, I get the the whole the whole long winded thing is just be patient and yeah. nice to Take one another, breath. right? Because if you don't if you don't take the time and and like like I was doing, you watched me do optimization earlier, mm-hmm. right? We had like five people in the group who were like, I've never done these uptime yeah. strats. I'll just leave. And we were like, no, 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 no. If we don't teach you this, then nobody will know it. So mm-hmm. let's take the time yes. and expand our pool. I love yes, to say yes, that yes. about all content. You have somebody in a dungeon who's just doing something wrong. Instead of being like, hey, you're an idiot. Be like, hey, did you know that if you do it this way, then this, this, and this works and you won't die? Now and they know, all... and now they won't yeah. do that to everyone else. And now they mm-hmm. teach other people. Yes. Those who walk that. before, <laughs> yes, those who walk after. Don't stop. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is what we're supposed to do as a community. No, I mean, it's true. Because tomorrow is never promised. Exactly. Yeah. There's always <laughs> the possibility as well that people don't want to hear it and don't want your advice. Yeah, and I always cool. say to everybody, I'm like, that's fine. If you say, hey, can I give you a tip? And somebody says no. Report them. <laughs> <laughs> get them banned from the game we don't want that crap in our game no no but i mean i always tell people i'm like we are all allowed to say no at any mm-hmm. point for any reason like you can just say no and then if they don't align with whatever the group value is whatever the thing is you know you can be like well hey well maybe maybe that yeah. uh, if you're static right you know mm-hmm. be like then you're looking for like a different group or you know have a conversation sometimes you just get through a run of a dungeon or whatever it is or you just leave the party yeah. you know if you're in like a pug and you're like oh i don't think this is going to be a productive time or fun time for me and like i apologize everybody but yeah. i think i'm going to step out you know so it's it's a it's a weird time and with imbalance uh in these regards we do see that affect people and and mm-hmm. make them more frustrated more easily and a lot of things like that so yeah ren i love what you said patience patience well put and yep. yeah Look, I've oh. been mad about Summoner since the media tour. It's true. Absolutely. Since the ve- the first moment I got to play it, I was like, this is cool, but it's a lot. It's sound and fury signifying nothing, I think. I actually leveled it up because I liked it. I, I like I the mean, way that it fun. played. I, I, wa- I wanted yeah. one job that I didn't have to think about, but yes. could also help recover a moment if I yeah. had to. Mm-hmm. And that's, like- that's what it is good for. Yeah, I like the core concept of the redesign sure i like the i like the i think it embodies the summoner sure. aspect so much better oh but, that I mean, part yeah i love yeah. that part yeah yeah it's just it's definitely other critiques though as i said i wrote i don't know nineteen thousand words or something about every single job it's all on camera escape and you can see how wrong i was right because it was the media tour we were all wrong <laughs> uh, that's true but i said and i quote 
it's great. But if this is a reclassification as the easiest caster, I don't want it. I'm going to tell you what I wanted for Summoner real quick before yeah. we before we leave. Yeah, don't, yeah. My idea for Summoner was I wanted like a like a Shiva or a Thornton situation where oh. for a little bit you become absolutely yeah. a primal that evoker. You you did as well. Yeah, didn't you? you evoke your yeah, own nature, right? That, I think that would be the coolest thing. How you how cool would it be if you had a little tiny Lala fell horse and you were like Odin, but you're like a Rogadin? Yeah. I mean, and we have sixteen in which there seems to be evoking as a as a concept, and it would. Be I a hope nice sixteen's dovetail. a shard of fourteen. I, yeah. I hope. Yeah, same, same, oh my same, goodness! Yeah. Uh, we we maybe we should talk about that on the show one of these days. Just yeah. uh, have you on talk about the future. I don't know. It'd All be fun. This is the first and time, and I can't. I already can't wait for you to be on the show again. So, oh well, thank you. It was a pleasure. I had a great time. <laughs> so well? did we. Thanks for joining us. I was going to say earlier, uh, conversely to Altino, if mm-hmm. I, I'm always on open mics during while we're yeah. waiting. So you'll hear everything I say all the time. And if you ever hear me sigh, it's because I forgot to breathe. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, not because you're fed up. No, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. I'll like sometimes just forget to breathe. Right, right. Okay, breathing again, doing that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm so mad at myself when I raid that I don't even look at anyone else. They'll tell you. They have to tell me if someone dies. Because I'm, I'm just so focused. I'm like, no, I got to get this GCD. Can I fit that in? I'm, you well, know, like, go to the bathroom after you're like, you embarrass me. Uh, <laughs> not quite. You, I'm just you like, lost your cast. <laughs> yeah. You, you joke. <laughs> but yeah, I am that spreadsheet gamer. I go back into the imaginary abacus and I go, did I line that up? Ah, oh, I deleted. I crap. really, I really should have yeah. used Ifrit before Garuda, and then I missed yep. the gap closer, and I just lo- mm-hmm. delayed yep, but, Phoenix by six seconds. Oh boy! But you know, that's that's a thing. You know, there's always something to focus on with yourself, right? Don't make it external first. You can always fix something with yourself. You can always figure out a new way to get around a mechanic, right? Oh, can I stand here? Oh, these squares. Ren, you know, he taught me about the squares. Can I, can I make that work for me? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, six stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. exactly. Absolutely, it's so good. Yeah, that so, arena is so powerful. Even if the group that you're in isn't to your specifications, but they're working on it and they're getting better, you can still get better. I don't care if you're ranked number one. So, sometimes the parties where people are like, I'm just practicing a strat, and you're like, okay, that's fine. That's the best time to be like, I'm agreed the shit out of this. Yeah, and exactly. Let's see what we can get away with. Exactly. Because if let's we wipe, out. it's their fault. Exactly. <laughs> Whoopsie. But yeah, I think I think that's all. All right. Well, then let's do that whole contact information shank. Yeah. So as we mentioned, our beloved Fusion X is not here today. But if you want to find <laughs> him, you can at Ruffledurg, R-O-F-L-D-R-G, Twitter, mm-hmm. Twitch, and YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at Zanidra underscore A, on Twitch at StrawberryBop, or... Plus, the word, the word underscore one the number one the underscore number. shot the word, and also YouTube at plus one shot with no underscores, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is the D and D podcast that Altino and I and a bunch of other people do. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a show tonight. It's D and Diablo. We're gonna go through the world of Diablo two as some crazy people, oh, it's and then fun. we have another one tomorrow. We just started up. Who uh, is run by our friend Joe Chat, and it is it's a Power Rangers game. We're gonna be Power Rangers. <laughs> We're teens with attitudes. Sick. Yeah. yeah. No, it's gonna be great. Amazing. So expect uh, terribly wonderful one-liners and a lot of posing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. Charles, where can we find you? Here and only here, like I say, every single week, because <laughs> I don't stream or anything. Still working on my OnlyFans. Uh, 
I lost some content because I was just going to write a whole manifesto about balance. But now, you know, I've gone through it and now I never have to talk about it again. Ah, I'm so happy that we had this show. <laughs> I've, I wanted to do it last week, so I never have to talk about it again because I'm just so done. Until next so time. Exactly. Uh, but here and only here and also plus the word one, the number shot the word on YouTube and there's underscores on Twitch. Um, we're thinking about maybe doing some one D&D playtesting mm-hmm. at some point, too. So if you're interested in that. That's a thing. Maybe stay tuned. All right. So, Rook? Oh, hi. It's me, Rookery. You can find me on Twitch at Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I, on YouTube as well, and on Twitter at Rookery underscore. Um, you all know me. I play a lot of games, but mostly Final Fantasy fourteen and Guild Wars 2. If I'm not talking about it or playing it live on my stream, I'm probably chatting on one of the two podcasts that I do, Aetherite Radio and also the Lightbringers podcast. And I've been doing a lot of shoutcasting, so as always, keep an eye out on various mm-hmm. things for future appearances, special appearances. We did a Guild Wars 2 cooking stream for the 10th anniversary in collaboration with them recently. Um, all kinds of stuff, so keep an eye out. But uh, no matter what we're doing, we're always, uh, you know, sharing about the games we love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now. And of course, you can find uh, us, I... collectible us. I'm going to leave last because best of us. We're gonna, give you, we're gonna give you the most time. Yeah, most, <laughs> yeah. most time. Best for last. Collectively, all of us, Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape.com, please email us if you have questions or comments or like, I don't know, cool pictures of cake and cats and stuff. Um, <laughs> and Aetherite Radio on Twitter. And then, of course, we work for Gamerscape, and you can find us at Gamerscape on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and we have a Discord, discord.gg slash gamerscape, and we have a bunch of channels in there, and we love to interact with people, so come talk to us. Mm-hmm. And now, without now. further ado, you know what's really great is I <laughs> I put us on a different screen, so we're rolling back to this visage right here, so yeah. please let us know great. where we can find you and what you're up to right now. Well, hey, gosh, golly, darn it. I'm, uh, I'm Rin Karagani, and you can find me over at uh, wherever those places are. I have uh, Rin Karagani at Twitch and Twitter and YouTube. It's all the same. And um, you can't find me at Bird of Chess, and you can't find me at Plus One Shot, all the words. You can't find me at any of those places. But maybe in the future you could find me here again. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Hey, we do. Uh... You can find me over on The Balance. Um, yeah. I've done Breaker Mentor there. If you ever have any questions, you can send me a Discord message personally. That's actually how a lot of people contact me. Or just come by stream, where we do a lot of teaching parties for Savage and Ultimates. Uh, less Ultimates lately, because the tier is new. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'm a nerd. I do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and once again, thank you so much, so much for joining us yes. today. Yes, thank you. Give us your very expert opinion on yes. this topic. We often have the issue where... Uh, we're all like, and none of us play tanks, so we don't know how that works. <laughs> so that was really yeah. great, too. I was prepared to do a filibuster about balance, but I really don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Listen. My job is numbers and this sort of thing, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> I, I know that tanks got the loudest voice in this last Savage, yeah. and it's because tanks are better than everything else. It's just that's <laughs> how it is. Listen. Wow. Oh, My goodness. With, with, without tanks, you wouldn't be able to do the raids. I mean, that's true. You're not wrong. Sure. Yeah. That's true. No, all all the jobs are pretty cool, but tanks the healers I think, are, are the hurting best. most. So I think we all decide. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say tanks are probably the ones who are the loudest right now because 
they were the closest to being perfectly balanced. Yeah, they were good. Right? They were good. But every time it's like Astro's too strong or too weak or Scholar's too strong or too weak. Yeah. The DPS are all over the place. All so like place. tanks were happy. They're the wrong. And then they weren't. Yeah. Enough to <sighs> lose your hair. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, that is going to do us for today then. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I don't yeah, know what we're doing. doing. We'll figure, yeah, we'll figure it, it out, out, though. And we'll let you know. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.